You're listening to Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the Ball Game on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. March Madness. Holy smokes, Boise. Welcome to what we hope is your favorite sports talk radio program. This is Idaho Sports Talk. We are Prater and the Ball Game right here. On Sports Radio, the ticket, and we have a fantastic March Madness-filled lineup for you today. Obviously, we always want you to be a part of what we're doing. Uh, You have one number, 208-424-9300. Easy peasy. You can call the Fat Guys Fresh Fresh Deli hotline with it. You can text the Cloverdale Plumbing text line with it, and and we get you. Prater, JP, what's going on, fellas? I'm Johnny Ballgame, and... uh, a lot going on right now in the Mountain West Tournament. Less than two minutes left. Boise State currently up by four points. We'll obviously keep you updated there for those folks that are listening to the program right now. We get it. You're, you may be watching this game. You might be listening to Bob, but uh, we're going to get after it for you. We'll keep you updated and uh, a lot to talk about today. He's JP. He's our program director. He's in the RowPaint.com studio. My partner, Mike Prater and Prater. Um, the show's going to go one of two ways right now, and there's a minute left on the clock in Las Vegas, and it's either going to be, uh-oh, Boise State went, done, did it again, and puked away another early exit into the Mountain West Conference Tournament, or they're going to figure out a way to win a close game here, and they're going to survive in advance. What's up, man? Holy cow, March Madness right off the bat. Didn't expect this. Uh, you know, I, I thought Boise State was going to be able to cover a six-point spread in this game. We all know March Madness's record. You know, JP and I have already been fighting in the last half hour. I said a half hour ago this game was done. JP said, oh, not so fast, my friend. And here it is, a two-point game. Boise State has the ball, 35 seconds to go. March Madness at its finest, my friend. It could come down to free throws for Boise State, and obviously you know where Boise State's been at the charity stripe this season. 81% today. I know they've gotten better. Uh, We'll see if that would come back to bite them. Uh, again, there's about 20 seconds left right now when Boise State's up by two. So we'll keep you posted on what happens there, Prater. It looks like Nevada with the ball with less than 10 seconds left. And uh, either they're going to hit a three and break Boise State's heart here, or it's going to be a different story. And it looks like it's a different story. Boise State wins. Oh, Nevada, Blackshear. Oh. Blackshear had a wide open look for Nevada from the right wing, and Nevada missed the wide-open three look at the end of the game. Uh, Blackshear missed a couple of free throws there, too. Not the way they wanted to end their season, obviously, Nevada. But Boise State, survive and advance, Prater. This team is different. Um, <laughs> I, I'd like to have seen Boise State. I mean, that's the third time they've had to beat Nevada, and every game has been close. The first one was... 14, 15 points 10 days ago here in Boise. It was a six-point game. Today it was a two-point game. So credit to Nevada, which opened up the game just on fire. They were determined. They owned this game. They owned the pace of this game. And then Boise State, through some great shooting and some great gutsy efforts, came back. They didn't have their best effort. Their defense, you know, the defense is the, supposed to be the consistent thing. Defense is supposed to travel. That necessarily wasn't there for them today. Maybe that's a learning lesson. Boise State, my friend, got away with one today. Survive in advance. That they did. Emmanuel Acott was big time, I felt, down the stretch. And, you know, one thing we've looked at, Acott with 22 points, four of them from four field goals from downtown. Prater, this team has started slow in a lot of games this year. 
And I thought that was the case today. Nevada controlled the pace of this thing for the first 10 minutes. But again, this team feels different. This team battles. This team can come back when they're down early. They don't get the heebie-jeebies. They don't get scared and nervous. They're a bunch of older veteran players and you know, that kind of won out today. There was a time Boise State was up by 12. Uh, they, they were running away with away with this thing, but credit Nevada, Mike Prater. Uh, they hung around, and they got some guys who can make buckets, and they did that, and this was just a season that Wolfpack fans can't wait to forget. And Boise State fans, it's been a dream season that will continue in the Mountain West semifinals on a Friday against the winner of UNLV. In Wyoming. Tomorrow at 7 o'clock, I believe. If I'm looking at my bracket right, tomorrow it's 7 o'clock. And you'll be able to hear Bob Beeler on the call. We'll have Bob Beeler live from Vegas here in about 45, about 40 minutes in Bronco Focus. We got BJ Reigns in the 5 o'clock hour as well. So we got you absolutely covered from Las Vegas today and uh, trying to figure out why such a poor start, why such a gutsy finish, and what happens tomorrow night. All right, let's talk about the show today, though, because I'm really excited about this one. Obviously, we'll continue to talk about Boise State. If you're just joining us, victorious by two points, 71-69 to over Nevada. Nevada had a wide three-pointer at the buzzer. If that goes in, Boise State goes home in the first round again, and Nevada is still celebrating on the court. That was not the case. Boise State wins as I said, 71-69. to 69. We have, speaking of winning games and programs that just continue to impress, we're going to go west a little bit in this show, about 10 minutes from now. Colby Blaine, the head men's basketball coach at the College of Idaho, Prater, they're 29-4. and four. They're 20-2 in the Cascade Conference. They've won both the regular season and conference tournament, and now they get to host... NIA, NAIA, National Tournament Championship Games on their home floor, the way they're doing it now, kind of a pod system similarly to what the women's tournament did all those years where there's a host team and there's a Caldwell bracket, and they get to host, if they're lucky enough, to win a couple of games on their own home floor and advance to the Sweet 16 in the NAIA national tournament but colby blaine what a program they have there and he's coming on in about 10 minutes you know ball game yesterday i beat up on basketball college basketball in the state of idaho focusing on idaho idaho state and boise state uh idaho idaho state are done boise state just barely survives we know the track record i'm not going to go over the 40-year history but there's two things college of idaho going to the national tournament is always a staple in this valley Has been. and i can't wait to get after colby blaine today CSI, even. They open up their national tournament in Hutchison, Kansas on Monday. And I know some people on our text messages yesterday were saying, Prater, come on, C of I and CSI. Don't forget those guys. They're both in national tournaments. Colby Blaine, the local one here today. I cannot wait to get after that one. That's going to be a good one. And then in less than an hour, maybe you remember this name uh, coaching the Idaho Stampede of the CBA in the D-League, G-League to championships now, what's he doing? Well, he's an assistant coach for Monty Williams on the first place, best record in the NBA, Phoenix Suns. Defending Western Conference champions, assistant coach Brian Gates, Prater, local name. He's going to be our new NBA correspondent. We thought we'd tap in, not just talking about standings and stuff like that. We get it. There's not a ton of big-time NBA fans in this town, but this, my friend, 
This is going to be a deep dive into professional basketball with Brian Gates, a guy who, again, a high-level assistant coach on the best team in basketball. Brian Gates has been a friend of this show for a long time, and uh, we really appreciate his time. I, I kind of guilted him into the Dirk Cutter thing. I said Cutter came on and did a really nice job, by the way, as our NFL playoff correspondent. And I know they like each other. I know they know each other. And and all of a sudden, well, B. Gates goes, well, I guess if Cutter did it, I should do it. He is officially our NBA correspondent for the rest of the season. He has agreed to join us at least once a month between now and the playoffs, which I believe the playoffs this year end right around Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm lying. But I think yeah. that they dive deep into late June, early July even. So NBA playoffs, the Phoenix Suns are are so much better than everybody else. They're 53-13. and 13. They have like an eight or a nine-game lead on the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. So Brian Gates is going to come on. He's going to come on and talk to us about the Suns, how they're doing it, how they're doing playing such great basketball. They just swept Orlando and Miami last night. So Orlando the night before, Miami last night. Brian Gates just flew overnight, got back home overnight, and uh, just talked to him about an hour ago at his, at his home there in Phoenix. So he'll join us here at 4 o'clock. Cannot wait to get after that ballgame. Also, hour number three, BJ Reigns, Bronco Nation News, live from Las Vegas at the Thomas and Mack Center, the site of the Mountain West Tournament. But, and this is a big but, just like I like them, Prater. Nice. The all-time scorer in the history of Boise State men's basketball, one of the great players to ever set foot at what was then the Pavilion. Prater, tell our listeners about who we have. We're efforting. We're trying to get this guy. We think we got a good chance of it. He's really busy today, but who we got possibly coming on today? The one and only Tanaka Beard, the leading scorer in Boise State history. He's in town all week for the Big Sky Tournament, and I cannot wait to get after him. You know, he, he got done playing, I think, the 92-93 season at Boise State. So it's been, he's been on this show maybe once. I know for once for sure, maybe twice. Not a big guy on this show, and he has agreed to come on this show. We're juggling his time. Four, four Big Sky games at, 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 at Idaho Central Arena. Idaho Central Arena, downtown Boise today. Yep. So he's a busy guy, but he's agreed to come on. And we're going to sneak him on. It might have to be JP juggling a uh, a news update, but in the 5 o'clock hour, Tanaka Beard, the greatest Boise State basketball player in some people's minds of all time. Is he really? Who is the greatest basketball player in Boise State history? Text our Cloverdale Plumbing text line. Let us know if it is the great Tanaka Beard. And maybe a lot of you guys listening, hey, I'll be honest, I wasn't in Boise then. I never saw Tanaka Beard play. I never did. Maybe you guys did. Your old school season ticket holders, tell me a little bit about him. Text those Tanaka Beard tales in. A couple weeks ago, I wrote a column for the Idaho Press. Headline, Boise State basketball is goatless, dot, 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 for now. It was a little bit of a Tyson Degenhardt piece, and I put it out there on social media. Who's the greatest, who's the goat of Boise State basketball? Tanaka Beard actually answered. He and I have never interacted on social media. What he said, He actually answered my social media poll and said... Me, dot, 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 points matter. I love that. Yes. Okay, so that's going to be a killer interview there. Good stuff. So before we get this thing going, I guess let's talk about this one more time. Boise State victorious 71-69 to over Nevada in the quarterfinals of the Mountain West Tournament. They will await the winner of UNLV Wyoming. But Prater, just your overall thoughts on this one. You got kind of the... The, the cobwebs, the heebie-jeebies, all those nerves of all these early round exits in this tournament, all those ghosts of Leon's past. You're able to win today, a hard-fought victory, and now you're off and running. I heard you with BJ earlier today 
BJ said he thinks if they win this game today, they win the whole tournament. You weren't willing to go that far. But where are you willing to go? The, the impressive parts are to, of today are the fact that they rebounded after Nevada's tough, tough start. Nevada was so good right off the base, pushing the pace and doing everything that Boise State wants. And Boise State was able to wrestle that away from them. You kept screaming in Cubicleville here. Boise State's different. This Boise State team is different. This Boise State team is different. And it proved it. Yeah, it got a little pesky there at the end. But this basketball team, the, the leadership, the maturity, the chemistry, the guts and the drive of this team are different. I'm not going to sit here and say they can win all these next three games. I did like the fact today, though, that Abu Kijab, the rock star of this basketball team, was not the rock star of the day. Acott, 22 points. Shaver, flying down yesterday, sick. He's been sick for an entire week. 15 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. I know he missed some shots, but, you know, Marcus Shaver was rock solid today in a very, very gutsy effort. And if Abu Kijab gets his, I don't want to say gets his act together, he was fine today. He just wasn't the star. If he becomes the star over these next two days, Boise State's going to wake up on Sunday morning, Selection Sunday, with a number one seed. You know, and they can do that. Selection number study. one seed from the Mountain West Tournament. Thank you. They'll not, be not the, in the tournament. They'll, they'll, yeah, I was like, Prater, get. You mean, you think I'm the one who gets overly excited? Uh, hell! Um, I got excited today. Uh, no, I, I got excited today. It's fun, man. By, by the way, Leon This Rice town was, needs this, dude. Yes. This town needs what's going on. I was at the, uh, I was at the ICA last night. Watching the women's semifinals of the Big Sky. You might be down there tonight. I mean, I know Eastern Washington is playing later. That's JP. JP won't even be there, but he'll be there in spirit because there's a lot of Bora Lion love in that arena tonight with Roberto, uh, Rylan, and Magnuson all being down there. But this is a fun time. This town needs this time. The weather's been nice outside lately. Like, let's get after this, sucker. And you're right about ACOT. For me, ACOT has been the X factor of this team all season long. Sometimes he'll disappear on you a little bit. Other times, he's the best player on the floor, offensively or defensively. When they needed buckets today, Emmanuel ACOT came through in the clutch. And uh, hello, UNLV. Uh, hello, Wyoming. You said this game's tomorrow night, right? It'll be after Idaho Sports Talk tomorrow, I believe. You have the tournament schedule in front of you. 7.30. Wyoming, Wyoming and UNLV play today at 3.30 oh. here in about 15, 20 minutes. I'm not sure how much of a gap there is after this game. Sure. And then uh, tomorrow night, semifinal number one. 7.30, right there on KBOI 670 AM. I love it. You guys, sweet deal tomorrow, 9 a.m. on KTIK.com. This will go fast. You give us $25. We give you a $50 gift card at Biscuit and Hogs. Easy peasy, 9 a.m. Friday morning. Click the sweet deals banner at KTIK.com. Colby Blaine, who's the best basketball team in this state, pound for pound? You might say... It's out in Caldwell, and it's wearing a lot of purple. Colby Blaine, the head basketball coach of the College of Idaho, next right here on Prater in the Ballgame. Do you pick the upsets or the favorites? Play Sports Radio The Ticket's Million Dollar Bracket Challenge at KTIK.com. Pick 60 winners and win 10 grand. Pick a perfect bracket and win a million bucks. Sponsored by Cloverdale Plumbing and Westside Pizza. It's all about the pizza. Yeah, March Madness. God, one of my favorite times of the year right now. Championship week for the big teams. You got the national tournament for NAIA not far down the road in Caldwell. They get to host games this year on that new format. 
This is going to be a lot of fun. Let's head on over to the Fat Guys Fresh Deli Hotline and welcome in Colby Blaine, local product. He's the head men's basketball coach at the College of Idaho. Colby, this is going to be a fun one, man. First off, congratulations on another terrific season. and Welcome to Idaho Sports Talk. How you been, my friend? I'm doing well, ball game. It's it's good to hear your voice. It's been a little while, so I'm <laughs> I'm fired up to be on here today with you. Colby, twenty nine and four, twenty and two in the league. You won the regular season and conference tournament championships in a very du- t- difficult Cascade conference. Now, what made this team special this year? How are you guys collectively able to get that done? Yeah, it's been it's been interesting. You know, our first game of the year, we scored 63 points and had 23 uh, turnovers and still found a way to win. Um, and now these last, like, 10 games, you know, we've been scoring in the mid-80s and holding our opponents to, to low 60s, and we've seen our victory margin really increase. And so, really, this year's just been a bit, been about our growth. You know, we, we have 10 freshmen on our roster. Um, we start three, which is, you know, totally unheard of, and especially on most championship teams to start three freshmen is really unheard of. Wow. Um, and so it's just been it's just been a season of growth, you know, learning learning how hard you got to play, learning that every play matters, um, learning, you know, learning how to just become the best version of ourselves um, is, is where, you know, that's kind of how we got to where we are right now. 7 p.m. Friday night at the Jake. It'll be the first time, I believe, in, in history where they've hosted an NAIA national tournament game on their home court on campus against Vanguard. You guys got to mob the Jake and get out there for a very exciting game. Colby, uh, talk about that. I mean, they they, they, they they fixed the format. They've combined NAIA Division One and Two, and now they have this pod system where you can bid, and you guys did successfully to host some of these games. And talk about what that means and, and maybe an advantage you might have. That's a really cool deal. You guys get to play you guys get to stay home, man. Yeah, absolutely. This is yeah, this is the first time that we've ever experienced a true 64 team tournament. Um and because it is 64 teams, they've decided to, you know, let host sites have the first two rounds before the final 16 head to Kansas City. And so, um with our success this year, we were we were rewarded with getting to host uh, these first two rounds. So, on Friday night, we're going to tip off at 7 o'clock against Vanguard University, and if we win that, we'll play Saturday night again here at home um, against either the winner of Ottawa from Arizona or Tennessee Southern. Those are the other two teams that are in our pool. Uh, but this is a big deal. I mean, it's it's funny for me uh, because we have so much time on our hands. Usually you're scrambling to you know get on a plane and figure out hotels and practice and We've been able to, you know, hang out these last couple of days and and just worry about our practice plan, and that's about it. And so, uh, it's been it's been interesting trying to navigate a new a new tradition here for the national tournament. But Johnny, you know, you've seen it. the 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 home court advantage for for the Yotes is pretty incredible. We're going to have a. I mean, I'm expecting a sold out crowd. I know the ticket sales have been going very quickly. We're sold out of reserved seats at this point. It's only general admission. Uh, but when you pack when you pack our gym full of 2,400 fans, man, that place is loud and exciting and a huge advantage for us. Talking to College of Idaho basketball coach Kobe Blaine, getting you ready for this weekend's national tournament games on campus there at the College of Idaho in Caldwell. Coach, I, I think you undersold it. You guys are 133 and 16 at home in the last eight years. Yeah. That's a ridiculous, <laughs> ridiculous number. And we've all been in that yeah. place for a game. We all know the magic of what that place can be, but. Come on, dude. That's a ridiculous number. What what's it 
What is it beyond just the obvious of, of great passion, great fans, and stuffing bodies into that building? Yeah, well, and, and I can remember every one of those 16 losses over the Ouch. last eight years, too. So, <laughs> I, know, I know exactly how each one of them worked out. So, uh, in fact, one of them was to Ottawa University, who we could potentially match up with uh, on Saturday night. So that would be a nice storyline there. But, man, this place is special. I, and I mean this genuinely. I have got to coach at some very cool places. I mean, we've, we've played at Arizona, at Boise State, at Gonzaga, um, at uh, Montana, Eastern Washington. I mean, you name it. We've played at great places at the University of Utah. And I'm telling you, when this place gets rocking, there's only one place I've played in that's louder, and that's Gonzaga. That's just 6,000 people sitting right on top of you. But we played 14,000 people at, at Arizona, and I'm telling you, it was not nearly as loud as the Jake gets when, when we pack it. And so, you know, our guys feel comfortable here. They get shots up here every day, and, and, and it's that energy, that noise that, that gets us going and it helps us get stops and, and make buckets down the stretch. Coach, I want to talk to you about your roster. Your roster is always included, dating back all the way to when Marty Hawley was a teenager in the Abraham Lincoln days. Your roster has <laughs> always included a couple of Idaho guys. I think it's different, though, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong. You have nine Idaho guys on your roster. You got a kid from Haley, Idaho, scoring double-digit points. I don't even know they played basketball in Haley, Idaho. So recruiting nine Idaho kids, putting them on this roster, and going to a national tournament, has there been more of an emphasis with Idaho kids? Oh, absolutely. You know, it, and you just said the word a couple earlier, and it's certainly it, it, uh, it's no longer a couple. I mean, it is the core of our existence we really believe in, in our local state here. And, and it's obviously, you know, it's shown itself that for the last, you know, couple of years, we've really recruited hard here in Idaho and we're getting great high school Idaho players to stay in the state. And it's really starting to, to show itself as we continue to, you know, solidify ourselves as a top 10 team in the country. You know, two years ago when we finished with COVID, uh, when, when the COVID year hit, we were the number one team in the country with three Idaho seniors on our roster who were leading the way. Um, but there's just a pride, you know, there's a pride in these guys that they want to play for the College of Idaho. They love playing in front of their home fans. Um, and, and that that deeper pride is is really important. I mean, the truth be told, you look at any team in America, and I don't care what level, the successful ones win their local area. And, and I mean, you even like, you know, Boise State right now, right? They got Rice playing and they got uh, Dagan Hart from Spokane, and that's making a big difference. you got to win your local area, and so we're going to keep recruiting Idaho, and, and we're going to keep winning. Colby Blaine, head men's basketball coach at the College of Idaho, with us, the Yotes, Friday night at home, host round one of the National NAIA Basketball Tournament versus Vanguard. And, and Colby, uh, you know, what? what's your pitch? You know, you're sitting there. With, with mom and dad, and you said you're recruiting the heck out of this state and certainly the Northwest, you know, what do you tell kids, you know, that, that want to come to, to the, you know, to obviously to the College of Idaho? And then obviously, you know, uh, mom and dad, that's a big recruiting cell too. What's the pitch, coach? Sure. Well, the, the big thing here at the College of Idaho is the total experience. We're not just a basketball program. And what I love telling kids that are going to come here is look, you can put a price on a lot of things. You can put a price on a scholarship. You know, you can put a, a price on a job, salary, whatever that might be, but you can't put a price on your total experience. You can't put a price on coming to the top education in the state of Idaho. We have an unbelievable academic uh, institution here where our professors 
work with you directly one-on-one. -on -one. They know who you are. Our presidents are incredible. Our co-presidents, Doug Brigham and Jim Everett, they sit with you in the CAF. They know who you are. They can network you into the community and, and, and into jobs when you graduate. Um, you know, the fact that we're not a commuter school, we got everybody on campus. Like, all of our students are like-minded here. They all want to get a great education. In fact, I always, I always laugh with our recruits because I tell, our, I tell them, look, we don't talk about skipping class here because our guys just don't do it. No, <laughs> nobody on this campus wants – they don't want to skip class. They want to be they, – they're all here to get a great education, right? Yeah. And so – um, so this this place this place is the total package. It is the it is a place you cannot put a price on with your experience. And and then when you add in the basketball, playing for for championships, you know, playing at the national tournament, playing with great talent, like the things that you learn, it's just going to develop the rest of your life. That learning from our culture, like it's just going to develop who you are as a person. It's going to make you a better parent, a better family member, a, you know, a better friend better business owner at some point in your life. And so, um, you know, we've got a lot of, lot, of, lot of great student athletes that are really buying into it. Colby, uh, you know, there's been a long line of Hall of Fame-level coaches at the College of Idaho. You know, Prater still tells me about that Marty Holly team that brought home the national championship about 25, 26 years ago. And we did some, we did some record. We looked up some stuff, or, well, Mike Safford did because he's the best, but... Colby, the next win you have will be win number 100, and you will be the fastest coach to win 100 games in the history of the College of Idaho basketball. Most coaches I know aren't real big about their own personal accolades. You're probably the same line, but, dude, that's a pretty spectacular feat, man. If you're able to get that and become that, I mean, what do you, what do you think about when, that, when it comes to that? That's, nobody does that, Colby. Sure. Well, I, I'll tell you this. I'm thrilled about the opportunity to get to 100, you know, faster than potentially, you know, other coaches that have been here. And the reason why is because, you know, to win games, you've got to have great players. You've got to have great support. You've got to have a great community. And so it just shows me, like, this place is healthy. This place is strong. And we still got a lot we want to prove. And so this is just, you know, a, a opportunity for us to continue to prove that we are for real, that we that we're here to stay. Um, but I've been very lucky to coach a lot of very, very good basketball players that have helped us get those wins. So I'm thrilled about it. I'm, I'm hoping it happens tomorrow. Coach, I beat up college basketball in the state of Idaho yesterday, but at the Division One level, in terms of Idaho, Idaho State, and Boise State, it's been 40 years since they won an NCAA tournament. They don't go to the NCAA tournament very often, and we know Boise State's record. I'll leave it at that. Here's my question for you. College of Idaho has a long history of national tournament success and a national championship. You spent five years at the College of Southern Idaho, my favorite sports team of all time. You won a national championship at the College of Southern Idaho in 2011, and they're going to the national tournament next week in Hutchison. So small college basketball is different in this state. Why? Well, the, the funny thing is I don't think it has to be any different. Um, you know, I'll be very honest with you. I think some of these other schools could be recruiting some different guys that that uh, would put them in a position to potentially, uh, you know, win some more games and find themselves into some t tournament success. Uh, what, what do you mean by that? Us, what do you mean by that? Recruit different guys. That's interesting. Well, I think we have. I think we have plenty of guys on our roster that could play for other teams in this state. Um, and I think that's why we're having tons mm. of success. And that, I'm just being completely honest about that. And I, I think if you get out here on Friday night and you haven't seen us play, I think you'll agree. Um, we've got some talented dudes on this roster. Um, and so 
you know, I, I really do think um, the small college environments that we have here in the state, they have more to sell. They're, they're selling more than just basketball. And I think kids are really buying into that and really wanting to be a part of that. Well, let's keep this season going. Colby Blaine, head men's basketball coach, College of Idaho, 29-4 and on the year, both regular season and conference tournament champions of the Cascade Collegiate Conference. And uh, you're hyping it up. We're hyping it up. This is going to be a sensational uh, night tomorrow night for the Yotes in the, this program. Historically, what's going to happen, an NAIA national tournament game on that floor. And, you know, we'll be paying attention. I'm going to try to get out there, Colby, and uh, – Best of luck. Thanks for coming on the show, and hopefully we can talk to you, I don't know, in a week or two uh, when we're talking more Yotes basketball, right? Let's do this. You bet. I appreciate you guys. We look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow night. Heck yeah. Colby, Blaine, uh, Boise High kid, Prater? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. Boy, local kid. and Yeah, he was an assistant coach at, at, at your, the favorite school of Mike Prater's lifetime, College of Southern Idaho. Spent five years there, baby. Won a championship there. Five years it? in Twin Falls, Idaho changes your life. What <laughs> Get off it. What would real quick, Prater, what would a national championship mean from the Yotes for this valley? It hasn't happened since what was that, ninety six, I believe. If Colby Blaine can get this done, they probably have as good a chance as anybody in this thing. If they do cut down the national championship net at that level, what's it mean for this area? Well, it happened, you know, as you said, it happened 26 years ago, and we're still talking about it. And I still, I was in the building that night. Um, ironically, were? it was at the Northwest Nazarene gym that night. Oh, was, where they, the extra special. Yeah, extra special doing it in somebody else's gym. It was a big deal. It was a big, big, big deal. And, and it would be a big deal here. Too bad it's not local like it used to be the entire tournament, but we can still follow it. Uh, good luck to those guys. It's a lot harder. It's a lot more difficult. And it would mean a hell of a lot more. Hear how the Boise State-Nevada game ended next. Prater in the ballgame, Idaho Sports Talk. Sports Radio The Ticket will never raise your subscription price because <clears throat> we're free. Putting money in your pocket every time you listen. Sports Radio The Ticket. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM, The Ticket. From the RowPaint.com studio, we're going to go back down to Las Vegas, check in with Bob Beeler courtside after Boise State is moving on to the semifinals of the Mountain West Tournament. A close 71-69 victory over the Nevada Wolfpack just moments ago. And this is how it sounded with Bob Beeler and Abe Jackson of Learfield. Key jab, Shaver in the corner for three, off the rim, no good. Cambridge rebounds, 10 seconds to go. Boise State by two, six seconds. Cambridge outside, Blackshear possibly for the win. Clanks, no good, rebound Boise State, and the Broncos hold on. Shaver comes through with the rebound, and Boise State holds on 71-69 to and advances to the semifinals. Emmanuel Acott, 22 points. Marcus Shaver, a little bit hot and cold throughout the afternoon. Made some great plays, but also made some turnovers. Boise State, 16 turnovers on the afternoon. And they will now wait the winner of the next game, Wyoming, UNLV. Later on tonight, Utah State, Colorado State, and Fresno State, San Diego State. B.J. Reigns, who will join us in the 5 o'clock hour, live from Las Vegas. Bronco Nation News just reported straight from the press conference that uh, Leon said that Marcus Shaver hasn't practiced in more than a week. And when he showed up at the team hotel last night, because he had to fly down later because uh, he was so sick, he walked into the meeting room and the team gave him a standing ovation. Nice. This team's different. I forgot that he probably, you know, yeah, if he hasn't practiced, uh, you know, 
you know, maybe make a few mistakes, but yeah. You yeah. were hard on today. JP, you were hard on today. I was a little bit too, I, I take all everything I said back. You now. were really hard on him today. I was. <laughs> and I think you were secretly losing for Boise State to lose this game right. because I was so smug in saying that there was no way they were going to lose when you said Prater. No. There's a lot of time left. <laughs> well, I saw some tweets from some other media people in BJ this town. Uh, Jay Tuss, Channel 7. <laughs> you know, basically calling this game over when they had a 12-point lead with 10 minutes left. I'm like, no way. I was one of those idiots, too. But I'm sorry, no, those guys are idiots, but I was an <laughs> idiot in thinking that. And I got sucked into Johnny Ballgame drama, so yes. I got sucked into it, and I'm guilty as charged as well. And uh, at the Big Sky Tournament, Idaho Central Arena downtown today, it was Montana State over Sacramento State, 83-61. That's the final. Right now, Montana is trailing Weber State 30-25 to after a pretty good lead in the uh, first half. It is at halftime later on tonight, downtown Boise, Portland State against Southern Utah and Eastern Washington against Northern Colorado. And by the way, yeah. maybe Bob doesn't know this now, but uh, baseball is back. They have come to an agreement the uh, owners and the uh, Players Association. So uh, we'll get some more details about that. Does Bob know Prater? Uh, yes, he he took uh, he took a he, yeah he looked at his phone at halftime when he was okay. eating the chocolate chip cookie and, and he knows you think so. Spring training starts next week, opening day April seventh. I love it. We're back. It's a great time to be a sportsman. I show up today. It's like what was it? Duke and Syracuse tip off at like nine or ten a.m. Just basketball. All day, every day. Hashtag March Madness. Can I? Can I just say Haga Laga? I love this. Well done, guys. Hey, find a new career or maybe even just a part-time job that you will love. The grass is greener at Zamzos. Thirteen locations. Apply within. Nobody knows like Zamzos. Bob Beeler live from the Thomas and Mack Center in fabulous Las Vegas for the Mountain West Tournament. Next, Prater in the ball game. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM, The Ticket. This is Bronco Focus with the voice of Boise State Athletics, Bob Beeler. We do it every stinking day on Idaho Sports Talk. This will be a fun edition of Bronco Focus Prater because our boy Bob Beeler will see how the pipes are right now. Just coming off a call in round one of the Mountain West Conference Tournament, the quarterfinals, I should say. He is live from the Thomas and Max Center in Vegas. Bob, welcome to Bronco Focus. Uh, how you been doing, man? I love this. This is going to be fun. What's up? Well, wild game. Uh, Boise State looked like they had the thing uh, put in a deep freeze, leading by, you know, a dozen uh, at 61-49. And then Nevada got back into it and... Uh, had a chance and i think we'll be disappointed uh one guy uh that missed some shots keenan blackshear missed two free throws after the key jab flagrant one foul and then missed the open look for three that would have won the game in the closing seconds of the game boise state survives and advances and they'll play the winner of wyoming and unlv i love it bob and that ambiance you guys hear in the background is wyoming versus unlv bob literally right there talking to us so this is a really cool thing we're doing here bob man i think a lot of a lot of um hearts sunk into their stomach when blackshear let that go he was wide open from the right wing, and he's a good shooter, as you know. Bob, did you think it was going in? Did you think they were going home? I thought it was going to go in when he just had it on his fingertips because it was the most perfect look from three to win the game. But as it kind of was fluttering towards the the rim, it didn't look like it was on. I wasn't that worried that it was going to go in when the ball was in flight. 
talking about Beeler Bronco Focus Live from the Thomas and Mack Center. Just post-game, Boise State beats Nevada, getting you ready for the semifinals tomorrow night against Wyoming or UNLV, the game you can hear in the background. Bob, Nevada owned this game early with the pace and the domination, and at some point, Boise State took control of this game. How did they do that? I think they just made some shots, but more importantly, they got some stops. Nevada had a couple of times they went in for some alley-oops. Maybe something was a little too fancy, and didn't get some points but when you get stops that's how you get runs going and that's how they got a 14-0 run late in the first half um i just think that nevada was you know they were warmed up they were ready to go they made nine of their first 11 shots uh boise state uh i, I think sometimes when you get a team that's the buy it takes you a little while to get into the tournament and that seemed to be what happened today before i ask you about abu kijab i, I am real quick curious about something real quick here <laughs> How was the crowd? Because Boise State doesn't travel too well to this tournament, but I suspect it's a little bit better this year. Best uh, crowd that they've had in the 11 seasons, actually 10, because we won't count wow. last year's, uh, you know, no COVID. Uh, by far more than Nevada. You know, you're the one seed, they're the eight seed. Uh, very spirited group, made a lot of noise. A couple of times there were some foul calls that could have gone for Boise State that weren't, and they let the officiating know about it. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if, you know, the crowd builds tomorrow and maybe even more on Saturday. Yeah, and UNLV and or Wyoming, they're going to come strong with fans tomorrow night, so can't wait to look at that. All right, here's a, back to today's game. The, the, I'm captain obvious here, but the fact that Abu Kijab was the third, maybe fourth best player on the floor for Boise State today, and they still won, that's got to be encouraging for this team, don't you think? Well, I think it's just par for the course. I mean, if you, we were interviewing Tyson Degenhardt and asked him about, you know, does uh, Boise State seem to have a different MVP every game? I think the answer is yes to that. I would say ACOT today was your, your first star. If you did it with hockey, your second star probably would have been Shaver, and, you know, Kijab probably would have been, been the third star of the game. Um, you know, I mean, that's why this team has won. Five starters. No one averaged less than seven, but no one averaged more than 15. They had two guys on the bench average five. You know, this, this team has made it as an ensemble group. I mean, Sherfield goes for in the game 25 points he was the best scorer on the floor a little bit better than ACOT today but you know Boise State's not done it with one guy scoring they've done it with everybody scoring Bob Beeler on the call today for the victory with his partner Abe Jackson on our sister station KBOI and Bob so you know you get the winner of Wyoming and UNLV here courtside for that game watching it we can hear it in the background I love it Bob, in your opinion, who do they match up better versus? I would say UNLV. I think because they've got one score and Wyoming has two. But you know what? I feel more confident beating either of these teams than than I did heading into the game today with Nevada. I think Boise State does not match up with Nevada as well as they do with the other teams. I think Boise State will get to the finals. Bob, any kind of, uh, you know, I, I don't think you had a chance to pop into the press conference where, where, where Leon was talking, but... Uh, I know you talked to him before this tournament. Is he approaching this the same? Can you tell that there's more business as usual? How's Leon Rice reacting to the before, during, and after uh, of this business trip to Las Vegas? I think the whole team is more relaxed. Oh, really? I think it, yeah, I think they're more relaxed because they know they're in the NCAA field, and I think that's going to help them win. You think that that will help them win and not uh, yes. and not just you know know that they've got that security blanket in their back pocket? Yes, I, I think it'll make them feel feel better. I know today was a tough, close, close game, but I don't think that I think that if, if Nevada had a chance at the end of the game, I think it would have felt more tense if Boise State was on the bubble. They're not on the bubble; they're in. 
All right, Bob, we appreciate it. Uh, I understand. Let me let me ask you a quick baseball question, though, and I know you don't have much to react, but baseball's yes. back, my friend. It's it's a double victory for you, and maybe with the night game tomorrow, you get some pool time. Life is good for Bob yes, right now. Yes, Bobby. Yes, this this is about as good a day as there is. Love it, right? Man. Beat Nevada and then uh, and have baseball back. Bob, you're the best. Um, quickly tomorrow, the coverage, uh, seven o'clock tomorrow night on six seventy KBY. Appreciate it, Bob. We'll let you get back and uh, probably get something to eat and watch some hoops. And uh, well done, great call today. Thanks, guys. Bob Beeler live from the Thomas and Mack Center, and uh, I thought he was going to expand on that ba- uh, on that baseball question a little more. Bob is in the zone right now down there, he's dude. He's really in the zone right now. <laughs> That's the least he's ever talked in his entire life. I, I don't know if somebody was bribing him with cookies or telling him to get out of their seat or, or what the hell was going on. I do uh, man, yeah. It's, it's been a good day and a crazy day for Bob. He'll get some rest tonight, some pool time tomorrow, and he'll be a rock star again tomorrow night. You know, a lot of people out there, if you're looking to try to double up on hoops tomorrow night, you can get out to Caldwell, watch the Yotes, and you know, stream Beeler on your phone with your earpiece or try to get a, a double dose of hoops right there. Going to be a, a fun weekend. Prater, this is a good time of year, man. Come on. You can't poo-poo this for me. This is great. This is the best. No poo-pooing. Uh, Thank you. I'm getting sucked into your tsunami of excitement. Yes. And, uh, today was fun. The first time That's the first time you and I have kind of sat in Cubicleville and really banged out a basketball game, watched the game. Mm-hmm. We had both TVs going. We had both volumes going. It was loud. It was crazy. A lot I of had, fun ball I game. I had my popcorn. Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, you know, it smelled? Well, yeah, what? you burned it. It's, I mean, it's almost as bad as microwaving fish. Dude, I didn't burn it. Yeah, I mean, slightly, I slightly. 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 Because slightly. this was the first time I used this microwave. Some microwaves with the wattage, they're a little different. JP, why are you shaking your head? Because if you're microwaving popcorn, you should never leave the area where the microwave popcorn is popping. And when it starts to slow down, that's when you stop it and you'll never burn it. Yeah, okay, when the kernels stop popping, that's when you pull it out. A little bit before. I don't eat a lot of microwave popcorn, gentlemen. I eat a lot of it. Okay. I don't think I've ever had microwave popcorn in my life. I think popcorn is one of the stupidest things on this planet. Oh, and but, especially when it smells as bad. Stop smelling up the newsroom. I had two microwave popcorn bags. It's the only thing I had to eat, and I can't spend money on food. So um, this next segment, though, guys, dude, Brian Gates. He's an assistant coach for the Phoenix Suns. He won a title with the Idaho Stampede. And we're going to talk serious, hardcore hoops don't miss this segment. Tark Tanaka Beard at 5 o'clock. Prater in the ballgame. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. What's going on and welcome. We hope we're your favorite sports talk radio program. This is Idaho Sports Talk. We are Prater in the ballgame. Excited to have you guys with us. Uh, going to be a fun hour starting off. Prater, I've been waiting for this segment since you told me we had this correspondent because that's what he's going to be, our basketball correspondent on this show moving forward. He's the pride of Anchorage, Alaska, a Boise State graduate, a two-time G League Coach of the Year, a champion coach with the Idaho Stampede, and now He's an assistant coach with the Phoenix Suns, the defending Western Conference champion, and they are running away with the NBA regular season. He is Brian Gates. He's on our Fat Guys Fresh Deli hotline. And, Coach, welcome to the show. And how the hell 
did Mike Prater coerce you into this gig? I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what's. I'm more excited about is having the term corresponder, <laughs> or whether you're a consultant or whatever, or being anything affiliated with the fat guys. So I got those two things going for me, which I'm pretty excited about. So that's this is the new beginning. No, I mean, yes, this was obviously easy decision. I, I can, if I read you the text Mike sent me, it was about three lines. Like, hey, you want to you want to come on the show once a week? <laughs> I was like, sure, or once a month, or I don't. I was, the text was like, "You want to do this? Sure, cool. I'll talk to you tomorrow." That was that's, that is that was the negotiations, I guess. I, I guilted uh, you into it because the, we got Cutter on here yeah. to do our NFL playoff correspondence, and I thought, "Come on, Gates, you, you, you can you do threw it." This, you, you did. You did drop that. Like, hey, we're <laughs> we're better. We're you know. You're, I'm definitely back to my D-League days when I'm uh, rolling with Coach Cutter. So that's, yes, that's fun. I love it. Well, Coach Gates, welcome. Yeah. This is going to be a fun one. I'm just going to start you off with, you know, you're on Monty Williams' staff there. Last year, you guys came within a whisker of winning an NBA championship. This year, looks like you're picking up where you left off. You have a, you know, you're 10 games better than any other team in the league this year. Uh, why is it working so well for you guys in the Valley of the Sun this year, Coach? Um, well, I just want to be clear. I wasn't here last year, um, but, uh, um, it was an easy transfer just for me personally. Just I, I was obviously with coach for five years in New Orleans. But to answer your question about this year, it's you know, it, it's really easy because it kind of if you're in any business or if you're in any team and and when things are going right or in a positive way or you're winning, it's just like you just worry about the next day and whatever obstacles that might get in, like might get thrown on the table or something, you revert to what works for you. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, people use the word culture or, you know, it's the easiest, you know, our, what, what coach Williams and, and James Jones and I drove Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and obviously Devin Booker, what they've created here. Yeah. And the expectations that everybody has of each other, the accountability you have upon yourself that those five especially keep on themselves. Everybody just kind of falls in line. I mean, it's just, you know, for me personally, when I got here, I knew exactly what was expected of me. You know, they all laid it out, you know, for me. Um, you know, I coached Chris a year in New Orleans. Um, uh, you know, being in the Western Conference, I've always known Jay from a competitive standpoint and, and obviously book. So, I had that, but it's, you know, we just kind of roll on every day. And if we hit a bump in the road, we hit a bump in the road. Like Chris got hurt. Okay. Now what do we do? And we don't worry about outside noise very much. We don't worry about what other people are saying or whatever, what everybody else is doing. Um, you know, I'll give you a kind of an easy example is um, we were in Orlando two nights ago and some guys started to heckling you know, DeAndre Jordan, mm-hmm. excuse me, DeAndre Ayton. And they were like, they were talking of just how fans can be about situations that are going on with him. And, you know, all they fans do is that they, you know, they seek a response <laughs> and, you know, and now you, you turn around and there's 10 phones ready to record a response. 
Yeah. And we don't give them a response. We're just like, you look at them like, all right, that's it. And we just, we're, we're, we're in a close game and that's what we worry about. And there's other teams that they might respond, but we have each other's back so much. Like enough people like, come on, DA, let's just lock in. Like, hey, you know, we got to get stopped here. This is what we're going to do. Or, you know, we're just kind of locked into each other enough that we, we don't have distractions. And when you do that and you can put all of your effort into the team and winning games and taking, you know, taking care of the things that you're worried about, it's just, it's much easier. And again, I, I want to, you know, those five guys, James Jones and, and, and obviously Coach Williams, what they've created, um, I think that's just kind of the part of it. I mean, we just we, – we, we lead a very simple, boring style. You know, we just – you know, we, we pass the ball. We try to keep the ball in front of us, and we try to get you to miss it. And when you miss it, we, we go get it, and that's it. There's nothing – Coach, you've had championship games before, and what I'm seeing from the Phoenix Suns now, and I know you guys take it one game at a time. Last night, going into Miami, the number one team in the East, you you just smoke them by 21 points without Chris Paul. So take a look at this team and, and how it's built, and you just kind of explained it, but are you starting to get the sense that this is a championship team? Yes. Um, you know, the, the only thing that I that – I that I can go back to is the team we had in Boise um, with Randy, Corey Violet, Roberto, um, you know, and then we, Jason Ellis, you know, we had some, we had some pieces in there that, you know, they kind of gave up them, gave up a part of themselves for the team to benefit for the whole and for their future. You know, and it's, you know, like Roberto, it was it, Roberto and Randy were easy. Like they're like, we've done this long enough. Like we want to win one. You know, like, I just, I remember Berto going, you know, I don't really care how much money I make. Like, it, it, you know, in the D-League at the time, the salaries were so, it wasn't very much between the high and low. He's like, I just, let's see if we can do this. Yeah. And I, that's, I think that's where they're at a little bit, you know, especially Jay Crowder and, and Chris, um, you know, and Book is, Book is obviously taken a huge step and, you know, he comes back and, you know, he's, yes, last night was a, a great example of it is, you know, he got COVID for the second time, didn't really have symptoms, but he couldn't get his numbers down, you know, and, and he was fine, but he just was waiting to get his numbers down. Now, can he meet us in Milwaukee? No, he can't still go to Orlando, but now he can go to Miami. He flies across the country just to play one game. And it's where, you know, in the middle of the season, you know, our record is what it is. Obviously, we have a little bit of a lead, but it's like, no, man, I want to be around our team and I want to play. I want to play for us. And it was just like, he's like, I miss this. I miss you guys. And it's just, it just kind of falls in, in line of, of, of what we do. And nobody cares about, all right, Landry was starting. Well, now I don't get a start anymore. It's just like, cool, book's back now. And everybody just understands, you know, what seat on the bus they're in. And the bus can go forward when it's not rocky. And I know it's, it sounds like a big cliche, yeah. but successful people and successful businesses and teams and teachers and fit like, if you're in it, you know exactly what I'm saying. I mean, in, in Boise mm-hmm. that year, you know, we won 18 games in a row and we actually won 18 games in a row here. 
And you just don't even talk about it. I mean, you just like, you know, I was on this show all the time about it. Like, oh, you've hit 13. You were like, yeah, tough one tomorrow night. And then we're, we're on a back-to-back. We got to go to, you know, we got to go to to Tulsa tomorrow night or something. And, you know, the more you can live in the moment and take care of play-by-play. Play. I mean, last night we're on a back-to-back. And um, we know they make hard shots. And they came out, and I think it was 25-10 to 10 in the first six minutes. We're like, you know, your team can, in the NBA especially, your team can go sour real quick. You're like, oh, it's just not our night. Cool. You know, we, every, we have every built-in excuse for that game last night. And it's not that nobody gave into it. You just don't even talk about it. Hey, man, just stay the course. Let's just keep doing what we do. We have a game plan. We've missed some shots. They're hitting tough ones. We're good. we got 44 minutes left in this game. And we just kind of stayed the course. Uh-huh. And, you know, tonight, you know, we got in at 4 o'clock in the morning. Everybody's kind of enjoyed a day off. Everybody went and got treatment. We got Toronto tomorrow. And that's it. I love it. Brian so, Gates. He's an assistant coach on the Phoenix Suns, best record in the NBA, won a championship here in Boise with the Idaho Stampede. And, you know, you mentioned you coached Chris Paul earlier in his career. Now you get him at the end of his career. And, you know, it's been widely documented, Coach Gates, that, you know, Chris Paul isn't always easy to play for, an easy teammate. He demands stuff from other pros that sometimes you hear other pros don't want demanded of them. You're oh, with. Can I, can I interrupt you? Can I can I answer your question already? Hell yeah! You're with him every day. Is that pro- is, that, is, is that a problem? Um, I, no, man. I mean, there's, my... there's, there's one. There's one of the things that I've heard that I, that I'm a big fan of is like so many people get frustrated or upset with not getting results that they didn't work for, and I, I get it. Like I I I I, I, know, I know I understand your question. But that kind of leads into what we're doing. Like, Chris is – so Chris is out right now for, a, you know, almost to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Okay, we were on a five-game road trip. There's nothing he can do about – like, it, there's no magic treatment for his thumb. His kids are in school in L.A. Like, he's got every built-in excuse, and this is one of the things that makes Chris Chris. When Chris stays in Phoenix and he's – getting rehab every day at eight in the morning with our people. So everybody is on the same page about his health. He gets to be demanding. Like uh, yeah. Those, he, he leads more by example than he does by getting frustrated. And, you know, to go back to your other question, one of the, just from a technical standpoint, like our game plan discipline, what we plan to do in a game they follow. Like, we don't ever ask anybody to play hard. We don't ask anybody to do all the things that people think you should do automatically. But we don't, we don't have it. So, you know, hey, we're going to do this on this. Like, we had a couple schemes that, the, that we did yesterday that we're like, hey, we're going to take this away, this away, and then when they go to this, we're going to take that away by doing this. And everybody's like, cool. And then they did it. And if you don't do it, you are going to hear from Chris or Book. I love it, and that makes our job easier. But they will run through a wall to make sure that they do their part. And when they don't do their part, they're the first ones to say, "My bad," or we, you know. And it just when you can lead by example, it allows you to lead by your voice. And hey, man, it, I, I get it. it. It might not always have been that way, 
but seeing Chris that year, we were with him in New Orleans, and I can't even remember whatever. I mean, ten years ago, I guess, eleven years ago. And I mean, the funny thing to me about it is he was coming off a hard ACL injury or something. He had a, with his knee. And they said, "Oh, it can deteriorate. It can do this and this." And the guy's better today than he was then. Crazy man, yeah, all timer. When Book was hurt, I think he was playing forty minutes a game on back to backs, and I, I just, you know, if cool, if you don't like that about certain players, maybe you're just not fit for that team. And again, I give Monty and James credit; they've put that this team around where people can take that. It's awesome. Talking the NBA with Brian Gates, assistant with the Phoenix Suns, former Boise State. Student, graduate, and uh, Idaho Stampede head coach. I know we got to let you go. You're our new NBA correspondent. We're going to do this every month for the rest of the season, and we hope that includes all the way to Game 7 of the NBA Finals. <laughs> let me leave you with this one question, yep. Coach. I know about 60 days ago you guys had Chandler Hutchinson on your roster. Yep. He was waived about uh, early in January. He's down in the G League with the Sioux Falls Sky Force. It hasn't worked out for him the way he's wanted to. We've been following his career. We know the injuries. We know some of the off-the-court stuff, but maybe catch us up on Chandler, and is there any chance that this guy can work his way back into the NBA? Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think, um, it, it, you know, it, people that know him at Boise State, uh, you know, he started off, you know, I think he was a late bloomer in high school, didn't play very much, and then he comes out and has these great last couple of years and really jumps onto the scene and, and – um, still learning what kind of player he is. You know, for me, it, it was tough for Chandler here, you know, coming off the, the success the team had last year. Uh, there was – he didn't really get any, a shot or a playing time opportunity. Every game for us, you know, matters. Um, we're not in any kind of a developmental stage at all um, of our team. Um I think he wanted an opportunity. We couldn't give it to him. Um, And I I think he has to refine, like, his NBA skills. Like, what is he as a player? Is he a knockdown shooter? You know, I don't know if he is that. Is he an elite athlete where he can finish at the rim and do all those different things? I think that's where he can get to, you know, being a, you know, a high-end defender, with knowledgeable of the league, I think that's his direction. I think going to the G League will help him with that. You know, it's it's you know the easiest term for that is he can't be a backup quarterback holding a clipboard expecting to get experience. And I think the direction he's at, um, you know, I'm always going to pull for him because obviously the school, but I like him a lot as a, as a person. Mm-hmm. I got to know him. A little bit. Um, yeah. Yes, he has a chance. That's, in my opinion, that's the route he needs to take is that I can guard the ball by myself. You might score on me, but it's going to be hard mentality. And there's a lot of six, 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 seven, six, eight guys that, you know, they call them the three and D guys. Uh-huh. Um, I think he lost a little confidence in his shot. Um, and I, you know, I hope he gets that back. He went down to the, we sent him, he went to the D league or the G league a couple times while he was here and had some, had some good games, um, to defend him. It's really hard to sit on the bench and not play for a while. And then you get thrown in there and you hadn't touched the ball 
in a while and swing, swing, there's two seconds on the shot clock and you got to shoot it and you're defined by that one shot. And it's not really fair to him, but you got to have that mentality. I think when he gets the experience and the mentality that he has to be that defender, stopper, athletic guy, I think we'll see him back. I love this segment already. Our NBA correspondent, he's an assistant coach with the Phoenix Suns, Boise State grad, champion coach with the Idaho Stampede. He's Brian Gates, and we're going to be talking basketball with him every single month. Coach, really appreciate the time today. Thank you. You bet, guys. See you soon. Great stuff with Coach Gates. Prater, I've never said this to you before. Uh Uh-oh. Corned beef and cabbage. We're a week away from St. Patrick's Day, which is JP's birthday, by the way. Yes, it is. I think it's overrated. I'm not a corned beef and cabbage kind of guy. I think it's one of the most underrated things on this planet, and I need some help. That's what we're going, ballgame. Prater needs help. He's going to cook corned beef and cabbage over this weekend? Yes, sir. But you don't really know how to do it. I don't have a clue. So we're hoping that our fat amateur listener chefs can help Prater figure out the best way to do corned beef and cabbage. Text us, call us, be a part of this. We're doing it next. And by the way, Rock Jocks Pop Culture, major tickets were given away in about 20 minutes too. Prater in the ball game, Idaho Sports Talk. Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the ball game. They always give 100%. Not individually, but collectively. On Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The ticket. So, JP, God, that's rocky. Um, Yes, Johnny. So you're not a big fan of corned beef and cabbage either? I am not a big fan. I like uh, cabbage rolls, which is more of a German dish, but I've never been a fan of the corned beef and cabbage, which is, I guess, the Irish dish. I don't even know what corned beef is. Like, how do you corn beef? I, I, again, I... I've had it before on St. Patty's. I'm not a big cabbage guy either. Prater, it just doesn't do it for me. Now, I'm not saying it's not going to be good. I'll certainly eat it, and and if you're going to make it good for you and all this, you love it. Um, I want to check in with the Cloverdale Plumbing text line real quick and a couple. One, Chris in Nampa says, corned beef and cabbage the true Irish way with red wine and vinegar. Oh, okay. I'm so maybe you want to write that down. Rob in Meridian says the best way to make corned beef is to don't, not do it. <laughs> and then David, the wall of shamer, he says it's so easy to take the corned beef and take the cabbage and throw them both in the trash, turn on the barbecue, <laughs> buy a ribeye, and grill yourself a steak for St. Patrick's Day. That stuff is nasty. I've never been a fan of corned beef and hash. Now, Prater, where do you want to go with this thing? Well, I love a good ribeye. I have a ribeye 52 weeks a year, 52 times a year, because I have one every single week. I, I love a good ribeye. But I also can I can tell you exactly how many times I've had corned beef and cabbage, one for every birthday of my entire life, because I have corned beef and cabbage every year on right around St. Patrick's Day, and I go out and buy it, whether I go to the drive-in, whether I go to the store, whether I have it delivered. There are people out there who are experts at it. And it starts with the question you just asked. What the hell is a corned beef? I mean, how do you corn a beef? Well, I don't know. It's an ignorant question, but I, 
You don't, I don't know either? I don't know if you if you get a ribeye and, and rub it in corn. I don't know if you get a brisket and rub it in vinegar. I, I don't know how you make beef and turn it into corned beef. I don't know how you make cabbage. I've made cabbage rolls, stuffed cabbage. You know, you throw in some peppers, you throw in some sausage, you throw a, a cup of cabbage, you throw it in the oven, and you eat it, and it's good. Corned beef and cabbage ball game. I don't understand how people hate it. I think the, the cabbage part's probably not for everybody. The beef part, mm-hmm. it's such a, it's like, it's like, it's, it's, it's like butter and it beef is. and, like and corn, juice yeah, yeah. and that taste. And it's so beautiful and so spectacular. I love it. And I fancy myself to be a cook. I cook every, I cook every week, two or three meals, all, all original, all from scratch. Wow. I, I don't cook in the microwave. I don't stop at fast food. I like to cook. I cooked the other night. Uh, a beef stroganoff, straight from scratch, everything. Did it all, but it, it was beautiful. And it was it was delicious. I love to cook. I have no idea how to cook corned beef and cabbage. I need some help. I'm doing it this weekend. I don't. Do I go to the store and order a corned beef, or do I go to the store and buy meat and turn it into corned beef? Yeah, how do you corn beef, or do you, I mean... <laughs> JP, do you know anything on this either? I mean, you don't you don't prefer, but you're a St. Patrick's no. Day birthday dude. No, but we have a call coming in. Maybe this person can help out Prater. Yeah, two zero eight. Stand by two zero eight four two four ninety three hundred on the Fat Guys Fresh Deli hotline. I'll tell you this, Fat Guys Fresh Deli, old Chef Wally. I'll tell you, his butt could corn a beef. Damn sure he could do that. That's but. that's my backup plan. If I can't get help from you guys today, uh, I'm definitely going to give Wally a call, and, and he'll rescue my ass. I'm cooking one this weekend, so and I'm going to make it happen. Does the cabbage, does the cabbage just somehow, some way, just go well in the flavors of a corned beef and cabbage mixed with carrots and potatoes, obviously, in your broth? Just all those flavors together yes. give you this spectacular sensation of flavor. Yes. Because I would never just say, hey, what do you want to eat tonight? Oh, uh, you know what? I'm not sure, but let's incorporate cabbage into the meal. I've never said that in my life. Like, you know what? I Gosh, I got a craving, Prater. I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cabbage. You know, I've never said that. And I've never said that either. But once a year, I say I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm jonesing for some corned beef and cabbage. And you're right. It just goes together. The corn, or not the corn, the carrots, the, the potatoes, um, and less of that stuff because I just want the beef and I don't even mind the, the, the cabbage. I, I love the cabbage. Um, a week from today, everybody's going to be eating corned beef and cabbage, right? Yes. I mean, that's what you do yes. on St. Patrick's Day. Ross is on the Fat Guys Fresh Deli hotline. He wants to get in on this. Um, Ross, I'm not sure what your qualifications are here with corned beef and cabbage, but hell, man, this is Idaho Sports Talk, so we don't really care. Welcome to the show, man. What you got? <laughs> well, I don't know if I'm qualified. I'm just a guy that likes to cook and a guy that likes to eat, and corned beef and cabbage is fantastic. Tell me how. <laughs> so what you're going to do is you're going to go to the store and you're going to go to the meats department, and this time of year you're going to find corned beef in a bag. It's going to be in a vacuum-sealed bag. You could either get the flat, which is the leaner part, or you get the more delicious part. Uh, we, lost you. We, we lost you there for a second, but I've been told the flat is the best way to go. Nothing wrong with that. It's good. So what you're going to do is go home, stick it in a uh, crock pot with a bunch of water, and Pour in the spices that come with the corned beef. Cook it for 
you know, four to six hours until it's just starting to fall apart. The last hour or so, throw in your carrots, throw in your uh, cabbage, let those get nice and soft. You pull it out. You could eat the vegetables if you want, but you're definitely going to eat the, the meat. And then the best thing you can do is throw the leftovers in the fridge. The next day, chop it up, get some potatoes, make corned beef and hash. And then uh, after that, you slice it, you heat it, you get yourself some sauerkraut, some Swiss, some rye, some Thousand Island, and you make yourself a hell of a homemade Reuben. <laughs> okay, Ross. Yeah, I mean, that sounds delicious. It does. Ross, thanks for the call. Good stuff. I mean, the, the one problem there is there's never such thing as leftovers at Prater's House, so that ain't happening. Okay. I, yeah. I, will, I, will make, I will make just enough for, like, five meals, and I will eat all five of them right there in the one sitting. That's good advice. Now, I, I, I was going to ask him, is that the traditional way to cook it and put it in the microwave? I mean, not put it in the crock pot. I don't. I, I don't cook in the microwave, but I don't have a problem with the crock pot. But I'm guessing the true Irishman's not cooking that in a crock pot. You know, I did some research on this today, to be honest, Prater. And if you slow cook it, it's like a ten hour project. I'm okay. That's why I'm doing it this weekend. I'm okay with that. So, yeah, for corned beef and cabbage, ten hours. I don't know. I mean, that's twice as long as I'm going to cook a turkey. You put it in the oven and you walk away for ten just hours, can't, dude. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then the house smells great, and the, it does, and the and the beef and all this, and JP saying, guys, you got to get out of here. No more corned beef and cabbage talk. We are on to Boise State, who is on to the semifinals of the Mountain West Conference tournament. Who will they play? JP has that update coming up. This is Idaho Sports Talk, and don't forget, sweet deal tomorrow morning, nine a.m. Twenty-five bucks you give us, we give you fifty to spend at Biscuit and Hogs. Be there, KTIK.com at 9 a.m. Prater in the ballgame. This is Idaho Sports Talk with Prater in the ballgame on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. Hang around for another chance to win a pair of tickets to the Big Sky Men's and Women's Championship Games. Coming up, Rock Jocks and Pop Culture around the corner. But first, Boise State is moving on to the semifinals of the Mountain West Tournament. A 71-69 win over Nevada earlier today. Emmanuel Acott, 22 points on the afternoon. Acott, key jab. Open, didn't take the three. Left wing to Acott. Step back three. Baker handed his face. No problem. Mountain America three for Acott. Seven-point lead, 67-60, Boise State. And- Listen to Bob. Get that sponsor read in there. Nicely done, Bob. Uh, Marcus Shaver, good game today. Broncos committed 16 turnovers, though, on the afternoon. Made it a little bit closer, I thought, than it, than it had to be. But now they await the winner of the game that's going on right now. It's at the half. Wyoming leads UNLV by a score of 31-22. to And uh, later on tonight, other side of the bracket, Utah State, Colorado State, and then Fresno State, San Diego State later on this evening. Some good basketball yeah. coming up tonight. Hopefully, uh, It's a great time of year, yeah. JP, and it's fun locally, too. Big Sky, like you said, uh, over in Caldwell at College of Idaho tomorrow night and possibly Saturday. They will be playing Saturday, but possibly C of I will play in both those games, Prater. And, I mean, you kidding me? For Boise State fans on a Friday night, you're going to head out to your favorite spot. I wish we had a, a spot we could tell people to go to. We need to work on that, you know, but you're going to head home. You can watch this game 7 p.m. tomorrow as the Broncos try to do something they have never done before. Go to the big, I'm sorry, go to the Mountain West Conference Championship game.
And they are uh, definitely uh, excited about making the the NCAA tournament. They have announced the details of their selection show. Boise State fans, you were invited to Extra Mile Arena for the selection show watch party this Sunday. It's open to everybody, 3 to 5. NCAA tournament selection show is scheduled to begin at 4 o'clock. This is a chance for you to get on CBS TV. Go down there, make a bunch of noise. They'll probably say, let's go to Boise as we announce their uh, tournament seed. You get on TV, right, Johnny? Is that a reason to go? Is that how you, why yes. you would go? Well, that's not the reason I go, but a, a lot of people just like to get on TV. That's the whole goal. Let's get on TV. Okay, sure. Let's I take mean, our shirts off and get on TV. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But So how are they going to get on TV? Oh, go to the Big Sky Tournament? No. Because it'll be on TV? To, go to the watch party, and then oh, during the selection TV. show... Follow along, guys. I was, but but, I, I was but your plan is, doesn't work, JP, because yeah. the cameras will be focused on the players. Okay. Yeah, they'll be in the background. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were talking about if you wanted to get on TV, go to the go to Idaho Central Arena. JP's mind is it's it's <laughs> take your shirt off, take your paint shirt something, off, paint and, BSU, get three guys together, paint BSU on your chest. I like you'll get on TV. Right on the ball game, KTIK. <laughs> Ooh. And, folks, baseball is back. Yesterday, MLB announced cancellation of games, saying the season couldn't start until at least April 14th. Well, the two sides started talking again, and Jeff Passan, ESPN, he reported it earlier today uh, that the deal has been agreed upon, needs to be ratified, uh, but that's a formality. Spring training camps expected to open this weekend. They will play a full 162-game schedule. Of course, we've got increased minimum salaries. We've got playoffs expanded to twelve teams. We've got a National League double, uh, or excuse me, National League designated hitter. But uh, baseball back. So they are doing the universal DH this yes. year. Yes. Okay. Yes. That part we knew. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They announced that like a month ago. I think. Yeah, that part we knew. And the Bears appear to be moving on from Khalil Mack. According to multiple reports, the Bears sending Mack to the L.A. Chargers. The Bears, in return, will get a second and sixth-round pick. The second will be uh, this year, sixth-round pick next year. Is that enough for you, J.P., as a Bears fan? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess. It was kind of coming. I, I like Khalil Mack. I think he was uh, he was fun to have on your team, but he's getting old. And he was injured last year. Let's uh, let's move on. It's not it's not like uh, you know you losing Russell Wilson, Johnny, and not anything. Like no, that. well, the no. only reason I mean I mean he's been obviously a terrific player. He's a you know he'll get some Hall of Fame consideration. But I mean you look at him, Prater, with the Bears and his sack totals: twelve and a half, eight and a half, nine. And then last year we only played seven games. He was hurt. He had six sacks in seven games, so he's been been productive. But man, he makes so much money, and I think that's the reason that the Chargers only had to give up a second in a sixth to get a star like Khalil Mack, because the Bears just wanted him off their books. I think it sounds like it to me too. So I mean, we'll see what direction the Bears go in. They'll have some extra money to spend, and the Chargers. Okay, what do you have to do? You're playing in the AFC West. Ah, oh, Stacy's available. Because I need to sack Patrick Mahomes. I got to get after Russell Wilson. I got to put some pressure on Derek Carr. You need pass rushers in that division because it's a murderer's row of quarterbacks and the Chargers are acting accordingly. Good for them. We'll see if Kalomak has a couple of years left. He'll be 31 this year. 
Finally, a Big Sky Tournament in downtown Boise at Idaho Central Arena earlier today. Montana State over Sacramento State, 83-61. Game just finished up moments ago. It was Weber State knocking off Montana, 68-56. And later on tonight, you've got Portland State against Southern Utah and Eastern Washington against Northern Colorado. If you want to go check out some hoops in downtown Boise. Quarterfinals, man. Good stuff. Okay. Advanced Heating and Cooling, Rock, Jocks, and Pop Culture. Speaking of the Big Sky Tournament, we're going to give you tickets, sweet tickets, championship tickets to both the men's and women's championship games down there. All you got to do is call 208-424-9300, and we'll set you up to participate in Rock, Jocks, and Pop Culture. Remember, you want one of our new KTIK t-shirts? Oh, they're bitching. If you get to the Wall of Fame, we're going to throw in a t-shirt too. Call that number. Play Rock, Jocks, and Pop Culture next with Prater in the ballgame. Idaho Sports Talk presents Rock, Jocks, and Pop Culture. The game many of you play while driving home and contemplating your life choices. Now, here's Johnny on Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The ticket. All right, Blake in Nampa is the contestant today. So, Blake in Nampa, welcome to Idaho Sports Talk, Rock Jocks and Pop Culture, brought to you by Advanced Heating and Cooling. What's going on today, Blaker? Not a whole lot. You off work right now? I am. What line of work are you in? What do you do? I teach. God, we got a lot of teachers who listen to this program, and it speaks to the low educational numbers in the history of this state. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's... I think it's a uh, I think it's a good sign. I think it's a good sign. I love it, man. Okay, all kidding aside, Blake, and we want to get you these big sky hoops tickets, maybe even a t-shirt. So here we go. Two lifelines are yours. Prater and JP can help you with one question each. Rock. I don't know if you're a member of the ska genre of rock, but Blake, what ska band sang the hit ska song in nineteen ninety eight titled Zoot Suit Riot. Zoot Suit Riot. Who sang that song? Blake? Brian Seltzer Orchestra. Bad breaks and crooked riffs. Naga, naga, not going to be. Um, Prater I was woman. 100% on that. No, no, oh, screw no. my zippers. No, the cherry popping daddies. Yes, that's who it was. Uh, the cherry popping daddies. Cherry popping daddies. They may have been a one. Was that a one hit one? I don't know any other song the cherry popping daddies so. have sang. That was a great song though. It was throwback a bottle of beer. Zoots and riot. I heard that on the way in today, Prater. Great that's sometimes how I inspire myself for this show. Like you know what? We've never had a ska question or cherry popping daddies answer. Let's bring it. Okay. You're 0 for 1, Blake. You still have two lifelines. Next up. This has only happened once. Jocks. Kind of surprised me. But there is only one coach, Blake, in basketball history that has won the NCAA Men's Tournament and an NBA World Championship. Do you know what coach mm. who what coach that is who's won both the big trophies? The NCAA Big Dance. There's this is not a mm-hmm. trick question. He's won the Final Four, that tournament, and he's won an NBA World Championship. It's only happened once, Blake. Any idea who it is? Wow. This obviously, can't be obviously modern he's, era. A, he's a legend. 
Um, you've yeah, heard of this has got to go. One as a coach in, on both levels. Yep. Oh, man. Let's go with Michael Forrest Prater. Bring it, Forrest. Mm, the first name that came to mind for me, well, there's two names that came to mind for me, Billy Donovan, but I don't think he won it in the NBA. No. He definitely did in college at Florida. Um, Larry Brown, seems like he's won, I think he won a grade school championship, an elementary school championship, a high school championship, college championship, a professional championship. But I don't, who would Larry Brown have won it with in the NBA? He won a title with Kansas, right? Oh, you're right. Did he win one yep. in the NBA? Yeah, Danny and the Miracle. Yeah, he won one with the Pistons. Then go with that one, dude. Larry Brown, it is. It is my understanding that we're supposed to play ball. Nice. Watch, Prater. Good help on your part, bud. Kansas in 1988 and the Detroit Pistons in 2004. There you go. It's only guy who's done yep. it, which is hard to believe, but yeah. Wow. Only yes. guy who's done it. Okay. Well done, guys. Great way to, coach. Way, way to talk through that. Whose staff is he on right now? He's on somebody's bench. I can't remember who it is. He really is. Is it Kelvin Sampson at Houston or something? Type that in real quick, Prater. He's on somebody's bench right now, isn't it? Memphis Tigers. He's on Penny Hardaway's bench in Memphis. Cool. All right. Here, here we go. Blake in Nampa. This question gets you the tickets. JP can help as a lifeline. This is our pop culture portion of this segment. Here we go. Blake, who was He-Man's arch enemy? I have to know this. He-Man. Yeah. Masters Arch of enemy. the universe. Who is yeah. He-Man's ultimate it's... enemy? Skeletor. It is my understanding that we're supposed to play ball. Nice. Hey now. <laughs> it's a good thing you got that because I was going to say She-Man. There was She-Ra. <laughs> She-Ra was a part oh, yeah, of the that's He-Man. Right, yeah. Have you ever yep. seen the, the Masters of the Universe uh, movie, Blake, with Dolph Lundgren as He-Man? It's like the, I missed that one. Okay, it's like I 1987 that. maybe it came out. Uh, yeah. He-Man, Skeletor, well done. Blake, enjoy the Big Sky Championship tickets. Stay on the line. JP's going to get some info from you. Well done. Good stuff for Blake. Off to somewhat of a rocky start. He thought it, what did he say, the Brian Seitzer Orchestra? Stray Cats or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Stray Cats would have been a good one. But, yeah, mm. it was the Cherry Poppin' Daddies. Thank you, Advanced Heating and Cooling. Uh, by the way, they're still hiring. So if you want an opportunity to grow in a company, uh, you want to work for a family type of atmosphere, you want to get paid based on your performance. The better you do, the more you make. You want health insurance. You want to get paid when you go on a vacation. You want a guarantee of full-time hours. Like, do I have to keep going here? If your job sucks, this job doesn't. So apply at Advanced Heating and Cooling. Visit advancedheatingandcooling.com. And, oh, by the way, HVAC season. It's coming. AC, how's yours? Filters. They checked. Might want to call and get a checkup. And if you do, call Advanced Heating and Cooling 
And visit advancedheatingandcooling.com. Prater, two big-time guests coming up at 5 o'clock. Live from Las Vegas, we're going to talk to B.J. Reigns, get you set up with uh, Boise State basketball coming off that Nevada Victory quarterfinals Mountain West tournament tomorrow, the semifinals against Wyoming or UNLV. I'm thinking it's probably going to be Wyoming and a big, big crowd for the Cowboys. And then Tanaka Beard, efforting Tanaka Beard, just had a chance to uh, to, to trade some text messages with him. He's right across the street, downtown here, Boise, at the uh, Big Sky Tournament. And uh, hopefully between some of his post-game shows, pre-game shows, he's going to jump on today. The legendary Boise State basketball player, Tanaka Beard. All-time leading scorer in program history and a guy that we haven't heard from for a while. So let's hope we get those guys and obviously some Boise State basketball talk. They survive in advance in the Mount West Tournament quarterfinals. But we hope is your favorite. Idaho Sports Talk Brader in the ballgame continues. Love ya! Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket. Key Shaver in the corner for three. Off the rim, no good. Cambridge rebounds. Ten seconds to go. Boise State by two. Six seconds. Cambridge outside. Blackshear possibly for the win. Clanks, no good. Rebound. Boise State and the Broncos hold on. Shaver comes through with the rebound. And Boise State holds on. 71 to 69 and advances to the semifinals. Bob Beeler on the call, our sister station KBOI, live from the Thomas and Mack Center in Vegas earlier today. And Prater, uh, Bob, that's a great call there. Came, uh, uh, Blackshear, the Nevada player, he was wide open from the right wing, the corner three, a wide open look. Luckily for Boise State, Blackshear couldn't hit water falling out of a boat today. He was one for six from downtown, and uh, he missed a wide-open look. Shaver gets the rebound, as Bob stated there, and Boise State survives and advances, and that's what you want to do this time of year, man, and they did it. That's a little defensive love that's been left over from the regular season. Boise State's so dominant playing defense this regular season, and then they let that guy in that situation get a... I mean, there was anybody wide within open, five, man. Feet, five feet of him, and uh, that was a complete total breakdown. He'll think about that shot the rest, the rest of his of life. He really, really, really will. Because uh, that could have made a big difference for those guys and put them two weeks, two wins away from the NCAs. Now it's Boise State tomorrow night in the semifinals, UNLV or Wyoming. Big crowd for either one of those opponents tomorrow night. But I guess this is a good. That was a good first round opponent, a good first round result. You know, Nevada comes out and dominates the first ten minutes, really steals the game from Boise State, owns the the, the flow, owns the pace, was really doing things that Boise State didn't want to do. And then at one point, Boise State just kind of. Slowly and methodically and maturely, just maturely. I'm not even sure that's a word. I don't think that's a word, but I totally understand you, where you're you going. You know where I'm going. Put that back together and got back into shape. Had a 12 point lead, lost a little bit of it late, and just took care of business to the end. As ball game kept screaming in Cubicleville here at KTIK, this team is different. Team is different. And JP, would you look that up? Is maturely a word? <laughs> like prayers. So this team very maturely. Prater's the wordsmith around here, so we can't really dispute that. I'm going to say it's a word. Okay, okay. And if it's not, I just made one. Damn Feels it. like it is maturely. They yeah. very mature. This is an old veteran savvy team, and uh, I'm with you on like that was the right opponent because they were they they were under 500 this year for a reason. You know, you want that kind of early that window, the first game of the of, of this tournament this morning, and they had come off a big win yesterday, and 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 at some point they were going to slow down or fall apart. Yep, they did. 
Boise State gets a double-digit lead at one point. Nevada came back. They got hot at the end, and Boise State holds on. And you're right on right now, Wyoming and UNLV. And this is crazy, guys, but UNLV is up by three points right now with eight minutes left over Wyoming. So Boise State might get uh, UNLV tomorrow, 7 p.m., Prater. Bob Beeler on the call? 730. 7.30. 7.30. Bob Beeler on the call. This hour, well, 7 o'clock, the pregame, 7.30 tip-off. Okay, gotcha. Uh, we're going to have B.J. Reigns this hour. He's in Las Vegas right now with Bronco Nation News. We're still efforting Tanaka Beard, the all-time leading scorer in Boise State basketball history. He's down the street at Idaho Central Arena. He's doing work he, with the Big Sky. He's their studio guy at the Big Sky Tournament. So if we can get him, that'd be terrific as well. A um, couple other things I guess we'll talk about this game uh, to Prater. Um, Boise State shot 50% from the field. Nevada was 45. Okay. Boise State shot 43% from downtown. Nevada oh. was 29. Good for Boise State? Boise State shot 77% from the free throw line. Nevada shot 69, dude. Like, Boise State outshot Nevada in all three phases. And I asked, well, why did they only win? By two points. Well, Nevada only turned the ball over 10 times. Boise State turned the ball over 16 times. Uh, should that be somewhat of a, or how big of a question possibly moving forward with this basketball team? They need they need to be able to take care of the ball more. There's no doubt about that. They need a, a better, faster start. And they certainly didn't have that tonight. And they spent a lot of time digging out of that quick, fast start that Nevada had. They, they were hell-bent on coming out and just boat racing Boise State, pushing the pace, push, 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 and, and it worked for a while, but you can't play a whole game, and, and Nevada was not that good. Look at the rebounding numbers, too. Boise State dominated the glass, absolutely crushed them on the glass. They shot so much better and crushed them on the glass, and yet it was a two-point game. That's a little weird. 36-27 to 27 rebounding, Boise State. Yeah, no, at one point, with about eight minutes to go, I think it was even a, more of a significant gap. Okay. It was unbelievable the way they were just beating them and up. And they're on one the of the great rebound, best rebounding teams in this league, if not this country. And, and Leon Rice, to his credit, has always had good rebounding teams. And, and it came through again tonight. Who do you want, if you're a Boise State fan, and you know it's going to be UNLV or Wyoming, Friday night, 7.30 Mountain Time, who gives Boise State the best opportunity to do something it's never done. Enter the Mountain West Championship game. I think Wyoming is more dangerous as a team, but I think when it comes to Wyoming, Leon Rice and that staff and that those players know what they're getting from Wyoming. I think it's very predictable. You can embrace it. You can prepare for it. You can go off and, and play a basketball game without any massive surprises. UNLV is not going to bring any surprises, but to me, Bryce Hamilton is the wild card. Bryce Hamilton can be either really, really good or really, really bad. You don't know what you're going to get out of him. If he explodes for one of those monster 30-plus point games. Yeah, on his own home floor. On his own home floor with a decent crowd. I mean, they're not going to sell that sucker out, but they're going to get a few <laughs> thousand. Few, there's going to be some good, some big UNLV turnout if they win this game, Prater. Yeah. I, I don't think I want to, you know, in Las Vegas, I don't think I want to roll the dice with Bryce Hamilton and a 30-point effort. Because if he gets on a roll, I'm not sure you're going to stop him. I think Boise State could have a plan and stop Wyoming, even though Wyoming's the better team. Give me the Cowboys. Yeah, I I, I think it's UNLV. I think if I want the team with just one good player, like Bob said. Slow down Hamilton, and I think you beat Vegas. Only problem is, sure, 
They're playing a home game. EK and Maldonado. Maldonado. And last time, Boise State lost to Wyoming. I'm sorry, they beat them both times, right? They swept Wyoming, correct? Correct. Um, or they didn't lose in Laramie to Wyoming, and they stormed the court. I think they lost to Laramie, right? They Boise State, they've lost three conference games. Two to Colorado State, one to Wyoming. And one to Wyoming. Okay. That game, I, yeah. yeah, Graham EK, he was. was terrific that game. And I don't know, like, it seems to me when they play other teams with not dominating bigs, but real solid, really good post play, which is what EK has with Wyoming. Armouche seems to struggle for me, so I think I think if UNLV wins this game and they're up right now, I think it's an easy peasy. I think Boise State's going to get to the conference championship. Now I want you guys to text our Cloverdale Plumbing text line, and I want your confidence level that Boise State is going to the championship. Oh hell, let's just say Boise State wins this tournament. If it's a 10, that means it's a guarantee for you that they will win this tournament. If it's a 1, that means it's a guarantee for you. They will not win this tournament. What is your scale of 1 to 10? Simply text me your number, dude. 208-424-9300. Michael, Forrest, Prater, what's your number? Uh, I'm going to go 8. I'm going to go 8. I got a lot of I got a lot of faith in this basketball team. I, I really do right now. And uh I don't even have to force it. Sometimes I have to force myself into into thinking good thoughts. You know how I am, Debbie Downer, Mister Negative. Yeah, dude. I had a really nice man last night tell me I was always too negative, and that really hurt me. So I, you I, had a nice guy, a very nice guy. Say, dude, you're too negative, man. Yeah, I, I didn't like that, and I need to be better. So I'm going to take this to heart. JP, take this to heart. Look at this, wow. man. That's good for can, us. Can you share any more information yeah, about what's where going you were? On? Were you on somebody's couch? It was. Uh, this, <laughs> what was this, this? This person was a previous guest on the show. Uh, I'm not going to name his name, but um, okay, very nice guy, and uh, said Prater, too negative. Work on that. Okay, so I'm going to work on that. Prater's going to work on it, JP. What do you think? And how do you think he's going? Is that going to work out well? <laughs> how, how, how well is Prater going to work on this thing? Um. Well, Prater has his moments. He has his moments of niceness, and he has his moments of uh, totally. not so nice. Totally. Roller coaster. I have my Sunday column ready for the Idaho Press, and it's either going to be if Leon Rice wins this whole thing, yeah. it's going to be an open apology letter to Max or to uh, to Coach Leon Rice's dog Stella. That'd be hilarious. Who I criticized once. That would I mean, be hilarious. If you're a grown man, what are the two most important things in your life? Your children and your dog. And Leon Rice, I've criticized both. I've criticized Max, and I've criticized his dog. And so if Leon Rice wins on Saturday, I'm going to write an open letter to Stella and apologize for ripping on Stella. If Boise State loses on Saturday, Leon's I'm going to write an open letter to Leon and said, damn it, you screwed it up again in March. Uh, Leon's <laughs> dog, I love it. Um, another thing I wanted to talk about with this, and again, keep those coming in your confidence level. Just quickly, it seemed like Marcus Shaver Jr., has been an absolute warrior these last couple of days, Prater. We heard a little bit about it in the post game, huh? I thought he really struggled today, and then he also battled really, really, really hard and did a lot of things. He can't shoot the ball right now. It's been going on for a couple of days. Uh, just do the things you've been doing. Just do the things you've been doing outside of shooting the ball. Uh, Abu Kijab today was maybe the third or fourth best player on this team. Acot stepped it up today, so. Uh, I think Bob was right in terms of just business as usual. This team has people step up in different ways. There's only seven guys. I mean, look at the look at the 30 minutes. I mean, five players played 30 minutes, and I think four other players came, played a combined 30 minutes on this basketball team. There's literally a five or a six person team right now. It's six if you include Max. The other guys are just you know not really contributing. 
three nights, three wins. It's going to be a tough, tough chore. But uh, I get the fact that I get the feeling that this team is is physically and mentally tough, and they can take care of business. I don't think I would have ever said that about past Leon Rice teams. And uh, this team is different. I'm going to put that on his shirt, a bumper sticker. With Boise State's logo, this team is different. B.J. Reigns, he is in Las Vegas with Bronco Nation News. He's with us next on IdahoSports.KTIK, the ticket. We've got your work days covered. Jim Rome at 10, Rich Eisen at 1, and Prater in the ball game at 3. Eight hours of the best sports talk on Sports Radio, the ticket. Welcome back. What a day. What a month. What a week. What great things coming. And for Boise State basketball fans, you get yourself another opportunity to watch this team in a tournament tomorrow night. 7.30 tip from the Thomas and Mack Boise State verse. Well, we don't exactly know that. Let's hit up our Fat Guys Fresh Deli hotline and bring in really one of the best in the business. The things this guy is doing with Bronco Nation News have been unheard of in this town. Prater called him a legend earlier today on his hit. I will second that. I will triple stamp that double stamp, Prater. I did? You did. BJ Reigns is with us now. And BJ, do you remember Prater calling you a legend earlier today? Yeah, he was the first time in history that someone put me in the same sentence as Tanaka Beard. <laughs> That's right, I did, didn't I? That's right. I uh, love it. BJ, hope you're enjoying the Las Vegas sun and certainly the time at Thomas and Mac. And, whoa, that was an interesting one today, wasn't it? Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, they, you know, obviously started out slow, which I think wasn't a huge shocker given their, uh, you know, success or lack thereof in the tournament that we've talked about. And then just, you know, Nevada playing with house money. And it showed that way early. Boise State down eight, but uh, I thought ACOT hit a couple of huge shots. They stem the tide. They come back, take the lead, and and then get up, you know, 12 points, I think it was, in the second half. You're thinking this thing might be over. And then uh, Nevada kept battling back. So, you know, in the end, Nevada had a wide open three to win it. It misses. Leon Rice said maybe it's, you know, you know, he just, maybe it's destiny or something, but he just felt the shot was going to miss, and it did. And so it's crazy how one shot can determine so much, but. Misses the shot, and Boise State's moving on, and, you know, the score doesn't really matter at this point. You're just trying to survive in advance, and that's what they did today. B.J. Reigns, Bronco Nation News. You were in the press conference talking to Leon Rice after that game. Tell me what his vibe was. What did he have to say? What was kind of his mood? Very relaxed. Very. You've been there, Prater. You've been there, Johnny. We've, a lot of those times in that room talking to Leon Rice is very uh, quiet and somber and usually not great, but uh, you've, you've had your battles with Leon in that room, uh, Prater. But, uh, you know, it was uh, he was just very relieved very happy for the players he said multiple times how the players deserve this he's just so happy and proud for them that they you know get to continue this part of the season and and uh, you could tell it was kind of a a weight lifted off the shoulders of him i think just to have this win know that they still have 26 more hours or whatever it is to to prepare for another game Um, i think it was a a big deal to be able to win that game and take the i don't know know if monkey off the back is the right word but they've played poorly in this round and so to get the win and be able to kind of move forward i think he was uh you know they didn't play perfectly, obviously let Nevada come back in the game late, but did enough to win it, and that's really all that matters to him. We had a chance to ask Bob Beeler this question in our Bronco Focus segment, but the fact that Boise State has an NCAA tournament invite in its back pocket, and after the game they did announce the NCAA student watch party, the campus watch party for fans on Sunday afternoon, so they're clearly going to the NCAA tournament. Does that help or hurt this team for the next two nights? Oh, I think it helps. I think it's a big weight off their shoulders, especially now. I mean, I think 
I think they're locked into that 8-9 game right now. I, I think if they lose tomorrow, either team, uh, I think they're in the 8-9 game. And I think you've got a chance here to win tomorrow night, and that maybe puts you in the 7. If you can get to the championship game, I think there's a, in this league, I think there's a decent chance you'd be off that 8-9 line and into the 7. So they still got plenty to play for, but, you know, this team just doesn't uh, – doesn't waver. I mean, they had some turnovers. E-Man had a bad turnover that when they were when they were pressing them there with like two minutes left. I mean, they, they you know made some mistakes down the stretch, but they still just did just enough, and um, they were able to you know they play pretty well at the end of games like this. So they didn't they didn't panic. You know, they were down early, and Nevada was into it. Cambridge was dancing around after hitting threes. I mean, it was uh, pretty scary there for a little while. They didn't panic. This team just seems to have a lot of veteran guys that, regardless of the situation, they don't panic. So I think the fact that they're already locked up for the tournament probably helps them they got past this first round they can take a big sigh of relief and that's why i told you prater and i may have said it yesterday but i said if they won the game today they'd win the tournament and i stand by that i think that this this was the biggest hurdle they had to overcome maybe not from a talent perspective but just getting over the hump getting that first game out of the way being able to take a deep breath and uh i i you know frankly think boy State's going to come out and pray really well and Win tomorrow, and we'll be talking about a championship game on Saturday. B.J. Reigns, Bronco Nation News. Okay, B.J., Boise State fans, you got thousands of them listening right now. Uh, who should they be rooting for? Because at Thomas and Mac, it is crunch time. UNLV is up by four points with two minutes left. Wyoming currently has possession. B.J., who do the Broncos match up better versus tomorrow? Well, I think that Wyoming has more pure talent. I mean, having to try to guard EK in the post, they have had no answer for him. I think he had 30 points or something last time they played him. Uh, Maldonado and some of those guards. So I think from a pure talent perspective, Wyoming may have been the tougher uh, the tougher matchup, so to speak. But, I mean, uh, UNLV getting to play at home, having their crowd behind them, knowing what uh, Bryce Hamilton can do. I mean, certainly that's not going to be easy either. So I think, you know, UNLV probably, you just won, you just beat them on their floor, you know, a week and a half ago. So you know that you can do that. Uh, I think that, you know, either one would have presented some challenges. Both of them have good crowds. But I, I would think that uh, getting a chance to play UNLV probably is a little bit better because they've got Hamilton. I know they have Williams, who is the sixth man of the year. But uh, overall, I think that, you know, Boise State probably in the end matches up a little bit better with them. Been a rough 10 days, rough week for Marcus Shaver Jr. on and off the court sick. Joined the team last night late on a commercial flight. Any chance that he gets better? I don't know what you know about him behind the scenes, but you know he gutted it out today. Played strong and played pretty well at times, but I think at one point they're going to need his shot and his complete game. Any chance he gets better over these next 48 hours? Yeah, I mean, you can only hope, right? I mean, he was only 3 of 13 from the field, missed all three of his three-point attempts, um, You know, had four turnovers. I mean, he went 9 of 10 from the foul line, which was huge. Uh, got eight rebounds, um, you know, and uh, had 15 points. So 15 and eight's not bad, but in 33 minutes. But yeah, you go three of 13 from the field. That's not what you're used to seeing from him. So, um, you know, I, yeah, I think they just hope that he stays off his feet, gets some rest. And, you know, that's the nice thing about playing in the first game. You're done and you've got, you know, 28 hours, more than a, a full day to recuperate before the next game. So, yeah, Leon said that uh, he hasn't practiced in over a week. And when he came and joined the team last night in the team room, the team gave him a, a standing ovation when he walked in the door. And so all the players that we talked to, uh, Kijab and Acot, just talked about how much of a warrior he is and how much, uh, you know, what it means to them that he's gutting it through this. So they're going to try to keep uh, giving him fluids, keep him hydrated, try to try to get him as healthy as you can. But you could just see in his body language, he's not 100%. He's certainly dealing with something. And Leon actually mentioned that a couple other guys are uh, – dealing with something as well he alluded to some injuries he just said hey you know we're not usually forthcoming this time of year stuff usually comes out later he said but we're a lot more banged up than it may appear publicly so 
they're dealing with some some minor stuff right now, but guys are pushing through. This is tournament time, and you're going to do whatever you can to get out there on the court. BJ, if they win this tournament and they win, that's two more games. You've been a former AP voter. Like you followed college basketball, covered Final Fours. What seed? What's the best seed Boise State can get in the NCAA tournament, in your opinion? Probably a six. I think they may still end up on the seven line, but I think they have an outside chance at a six. If they win the tournament and if they beat, um, you know, Colorado State in the finals to, to get, you know, to get a win against them this year, um, or San Diego State, it really doesn't matter. But I think CSU would probably be better for them since they had lost the first two. Um, but if yeah, if you win this tournament, yeah, and you're 28 and or 20, what it, what it would it be? 27 and 27, I guess uh, wins. They got 25 right now, so you could get to 27 and seven. I mean that's that's pretty impressive. So I think they could get to a six. I think they're probably uh, for sure in the eight nine game. I think a win tomorrow probably puts them on the seven. So I think they're still playing for a lot. And it's uh, you know we're not used to talking about what seed are they going to get. We're usually looking at NIT bracketology right now. So uh, it's a uh, a different different feeling for all of us. But uh, it's got to be yeah. nice for Leon and everybody just to be able to know they're in the tournament like Prater said earlier and be talking about how high of a seed they can get. BJ, Wyoming just hit a three. They're up one with 22 seconds left. Timeout UNLV. If UNLV wins this game, is Wyoming out? Do you think they're NIT bound after that? Oh, I was talking to uh, I was talking to a couple folks down there before the game, and there are some people that think they need to need to win need to win tonight, uh, especially if you know uh, if UNLV were to go on and win the tournament, or a Utah State, or someone that's you know going to steal a bid, then Wyoming's definitely out. So Wyoming would need you know Boise State or San Diego State or Colorado State to win the tournament, not steal a bid from the Mountain West. But I still think what is it four of seven they've lost down the stretch. Their computer numbers are not good at all. Uh, I think Wyoming would be in a lot of trouble. They're either going to Dayton or, or probably missing the field if they were to lose this one. BJ, the one thing we haven't mentioned on the show today, Boise State today, 25th win. Nobody in the history of this basketball program at the Boise State has won this many games in a season, so it is a school record. You know, you could judge these kinds of things on a lot of different merits, but this does this go down as the greatest, best team in Boise State history? I don't know if you base that on talent. I don't know if you base that on results, but... They've got to be in the conversation. Yeah, I think that ties the record, Prater, unless I'm wrong. I think there was uh, twice before I think they had won uh, 25 games. I think they had it uh, uh, at least once before. One of the Matt Boucher years, I believe, might have had 25. But uh, either way, yeah, it's a, it's a uh, heck of an accomplishment. I, I, still, I still think that uh, that NCAA tournament win would, would cement it. I mean, that they're 0-7 all-time in the, in the history of the tournament. I think if you could find a way to win that first game ever in the tournament, there would be no doubt about it. But, yeah, to win the regular season title uh, outright in a league this good, to do what they're doing, to now be at 25 wins, uh, playing in the semifinals for only the fourth time ever, they're getting pretty close. They're getting really close, and, and uh, they're, they're right on the doorstep. And I think a conference you know, a tournament championship here would, would probably push them over the top and then potentially what they could do in the NCAA tournament. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's crazy. And I know it's the, the big storyline, but, I mean, this team was 3-4, and four, and it's uh, – pretty incredible just to think that we're not talking about them as maybe being one of the, the best team in school history when at times earlier this season they might look like one of the worst teams in school history i mean it, it's crazy to think about but um they're you know playing really well right now and, and they they seem like a man on a mission i think uh i think tomorrow they're gonna win i think saturday they're gonna win i think they're gonna win this tournament looks like wyoming might wrap this thing up with some field goal i'm sorry some free throws here uh interesting finish there in vegas so it could be looks like it's gonna be boise state wyoming uh, BJ, uh, what type of attention is Leon Rice going to receive in the off season for maybe uh, programs with bigger budgets, higher salaries for coaches, uh, charter flights for every single game, whatnot? Do you see Leon tempted 
to maybe see what's on the other side of things after this season? Well, I think his name's going to be out there. Is he actually tempted to leave? I don't think so. I think Jeremiah Dickey's going to do what he can to give him a raise, uh, give this program some infusion for all the things you just mentioned. Um, but I, I don't, you know, his name will come up. I mean, Arizona State, you know, some of the Pac-12 openings, Washington. I mean, there, there's his age. He's got an agent for a reason, so I'm sure you'll hear his name come up. You might even hear the interview. He'll be on all the speculation, you know, Jeff Goodman watch list and stuff for open jobs, and as he should be, they're having a heck of a year. But I think it, at his age and at his point in his coaching career, already been here 12 years, I, I think he finally is happy with the direction of the athletic department, what Jeremiah Dickey's doing, what Cody Goggler's doing. Um, the, the, the support that they've had from the athletic department and the administration in particular has been a, a very noticeable and has been a huge deal. And I think that uh, Leon Rice is in a good spot here. I think he realizes if uh, they can continue to make some improvements in some key areas in terms of the budget and things like that, and uh, you know, if he were to obviously get a little bit of a raise, I, I really don't see him seriously tempting leaving. I think a year or two ago, if they'd have had a year like this and, and, and this current administration wasn't here, I think it's a different story. But I think that uh, I think that they really like the direction of the administration, and I think that uh, you'll hear his name come up, but I'd be pretty surprised if he left. Thanks a lot, BJ. We'll talk to you tomorrow. It'll be the third day of the week, so uh, enjoy Vegas tonight, and uh, we'll see how this thing finishes up here. Wyoming's up three points with 3.2 seconds left. It's UNLV ball. They're in a timeout, so they'll have to... How crazy is this? I'm in Las Vegas. I'm like 50 feet from the arena, and you're telling me what's going on. How crazy is this? I love it, man. We're watching it on TV in the RowPaint.com studio. BJ, uh, stay safe down there, man. Talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Great coverage, by the way. Follow BNN, all the social media sites. He'll he'll be on there tomorrow uh, doing what he does. So good stuff, BJ Reigns. Coming up, we got some soapboxes, and uh, JP is going to tell us who Boise State will play tomorrow night at 730. This is Prater on the Ball Game, Idaho Sports Talk, KTIK, the ticket. If you've got three minutes, we've got some self-important things to say. It's the 90-Second Soapbox with Mike Prater and Johnny Mallory on Sports Radio The Tick. NFL free agency begins either this weekend or early next week, and it's just going to be, well, it's just going to be the NFL. It'll be a really big deal. Now, for teams that might be interested in trading for Deshaun Watson, quarterback of the Houston Texans, Tomorrow, Friday, uh, a Texas grand jury will hear evidence in the case involving Deshaun Watson, and there are questions about whether the Houston Texans, as well as other teams, uh, the Seahawks, will have more clarity on the quarterback's legal situation. I say this because I think it's not a major factor. I think this is the factor. Should these teams have more clarity in the next week or so on whether Deshaun Watson will face criminal charges. Charges? Well, that's how his NFL future is going to be affected. And if somehow, some way, the league and the grand jury and whatnot determines that he's good to go, and if the Seahawks can somehow navigate a trade, I think they're going to come out looking like bandits on this thing. And yes, people will be very upset. Um, good for them. They can be upset. They can not watch. They can do whatever the hell they want. I love that this is America and you don't, no one's forcing you to watch the NFL or root for a particular team. But I think there is a pretty damn good chance that if Watson gets off this stuff, if he does, 
that the Seattle Seahawks are going to bring him in. And he's going to be the week one starter of the Seattle Seahawks next year. I think that is in play. We'll see what happens. Get off it. Pretty big day. Lots of emotions today. It's March Madness and there's basketball games all over the place. But in case you missed it, uh, newsflash headline. Major League Baseball owners have voted unanimously to ratify a new collective bargaining agreement. Basically what that means, baseball is back. You guys know me. I'm not a big baseball guy. But baseball is important, and we need baseball. And as soon as this March Madness stuff ends, we're going to need some baseball. We can't watch the Masters all year round. JP can't watch golf all summer long. We have to have a little bit of baseball, and thank goodness they did it. I went through some of the details, and I don't really understand what's going on. Commissioner Rob Manfred, I'll get to you here in a second. But they got the competitive balance tax taken care of. They got the international draft taken care of. They got a lot of details taken care of. But here's one detail that really sticks out for me and why I'm going after you, Rob Manfred. Five years? The new collective bargaining agreement is only for five years? They spent five years negotiating this last one, it seemed like, so they didn't get to a lockout, a strike, a labor issue. And it still happened. Five years? That means they got to turn around in 18 months, two years, and start doing this again. Why not 10 years? Why not 15 years? Baseball, you just don't get it. I don't understand why we have to take our fans and put them through this ringer every single year. Poor leadership over petty, petty stuff. Billionaires fighting over pennies. Rob Manfred, I don't know exactly why everybody hates you, but I can see some details about why you're not doing your job very well. So let's get this fixed from now on can't do it now it's too late but a five-year deal and we got to turn around and talk about baseball labor issues again baseball you're screwing it up get rid of rob manfred that needs to be your next order of business sports radio 95 3 fm and 1350 a.m the ticket well boise state will now face wyoming in the semifinals of the uh, mountain west tournament tomorrow night as uh, Wyoming knocked off UNLV 59-56. UNLV had a shot to tie it at the buzzer. It uh, drew iron, but did not go down. So basically, both games today so far, a last-second shot did not fall for the losing team. Boise State knocked off Nevada earlier today, 71-69. The Wolfpack had a chance to win that one at the buzzer, but uh, Emmanuel Acott, he scored 22 today. Marcus Shaver, 15 uh, Abu Kijab had 11 points today. The Bo- Boise State actually a little bit sloppy at times today. Committed to 16 turnovers, but they did get the victory. And uh, other games tonight, uh, we've got Utah State, Colorado State, and then Fresno State, San Diego State is uh, later on this evening as well. Boise State did announce today that they will host an NCAA tournament selection show watch party. Extra Mile Arena, it's this Sunday. The public is invited. It's free, 3 to 5 p.m., and the uh, tournament selection show scheduled to begin at about 4 o'clock. Will we be there? Prater, are you going to the selection party? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, I'll be there too. JP, maybe? Maybe? Um, I don't know. I might be watching some golf at, at that time. Oh, we two? got the players this weekend. Huh? The players uh, The players is this weekend, which, by the way, uh, since you brought it up, yeah. and I didn't, uh, was <laughs> suspended for about three hours today because of weather. Uh, but one-third of the field had not even teed off about 45 minutes ago. So Ugh, Where kind of is this? In Florida? In Florida, yeah. So it's 745 in Florida. I'm sure it might have a little bit of sun, but what do they do in that case? Just wake up early tomorrow and yeah. make it up? Yeah, they'll make it up. They'll put guys out on both tees, and they'll try to, you know, they'll 
carry it into the weekend if they have to. So you'll so. watch a lot of golf this weekend, you think? I'll try. I'll try. I'll watch Selection Sunday. But you're going to watch some more yeah. basketball than golf. That's oh, yeah. Sure. I'll watch yeah. plenty. We've got some uh, some uh, tournament games this weekend. As a matter of fact, uh, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but Saturday morning, uh, Chris Lewis, our own Chris Lewis, will be calling a tournament game. I can't remember which exactly tournament it is. Nice work, PCs. I was going to... Uh, anyways, uh, the American the American East Championship. That's Saturday morning. Then we've got the the MAAC tournament, the MAAC, the MAAC, and then that's the where I- Rick Pitino is with Iona. And then we've got the Ivy League tournament uh, championship. Oh, we're on airing Sunday, all so. those games, yeah, yeah. So then we're getting kind of geared up for next week. So a tournament starting on Tuesday night with the play-in games. Crater, I've oh, always yeah. kind of rooted for the Ivy League teams. You know, I just I, you know, they don't do anything for you. No. No, thank you. I've always I've kind of paid attention to those Ivy League teams, no. man. You can um, have them. The best Ivy League team I remember was Penn. In the mid-'90s, they had two guards. One of them was Matt Maloney, if you remember him. Nope. And Jerome <laughs> Allen, if you remember him. No. Nope. <laughs> they went to You're the, 0 for 4. They went to the Sweet 16. It's probably the last Ivy League team to get to the Sweet 16, and I had him in my bracket that year. Matt Maloney and Jerome Allen. I remember both those guards from Penn, Prater. Write that down. Give me Pete Carrill, Princeton, every single time. Stud, too. Yes. I remember uh, uh, one of the tournaments here in Boise about, I think it was uh, the t- one 10 or 12 years ago, there was an Ivy League team that came through town. I can't remember. Was it Princeton, maybe, Prater? Do you remember? Uh, no. Uh, Cornell, uh, I don't know. Every now and again, you get a pretty good Ivy League team, Prater. No. I remember Bill Walton's (laughs) kid played for one. You remember that? No. (laughs) Get off that! (laughs) When did this turn into Ivy League basketball talk? Get away from me, ballgame. I love you guys. You can have your 49, 47, pick and roll, backdoor cut nonsense all you want. Yeah, here it is, right here. The 95 Penn Quakers. Had three NBA players on their team. Matt Maloney, Jerome Allen, and Ira Bowman. Three NBA dudes on a team at Penn, coached by Fran Dunphy, who after Penn went to Temple. And I bet Bob Beeler knows that. And I've never heard of any of those names you just mentioned. Okay, feedback finale. Um, Any more advice? Prater's going to cook corned beef and cabbage this weekend. He needs help. Um, Boise State, Wyoming tomorrow. Who wins that game? Um, we did not. We efforted. We tried to get the all-time leading scorer in Boise State hoops history, Tanaka Beard, but schedule didn't match uh, up. Uh, Tanaka, I've scolded Tanaka. We're going to try to make that happen tomorrow. So right. we got lots of hope. Uh, more free time tomorrow. Big Sky Tournament basketball still downtown Boise for at least another day. All right, we're going to bring it when we come back on feedback finale. Prater in the ball game. The good. The not-so-good. Long form, short form. Tell us who you are or be anonymous. We'll take it all. It's time for the feedback finale on Idaho Sports Talk on Sports Radio The Ticket. Let's jump right to the Cloverdale Plumbing text line and hear from Casey who wants to know, did you guys say that Brian Gates will be on every week? Awesome get. Pumped up to listen to him. Go Suns. Well, not quite every week. Well, you know, I, when I made the arrangement, it was every month. And then when he came on the air, he was under the impression it was every week. So, uh, <laughs> there's no way he's coming on every week. Yeah, we probably don't need that much. Busy, no, but I'm just saying, busy NBA assistant coach with the Phoenix Suns. I just think, I mean, <sighs> busy. He's not busy. He's got <laughs> triplets, today. too, by the way. Triplets. <laughs> he has triplets? He has triplets. 
Okay. You ever known any triplets? Have you ever known a set of triplets? Either of you yahoos? No. Mm, no. Okay. I went to school with a set of triplets. Yeah. It was. It's. It's cool. It's odd. It's just kind of. There's three of you. Okay. All right. Did, did you date one of them? No. But that was really good friends with them. And I, and uh, yeah, they were women or girls. Yeah, I was really good friends with them. But yeah, I mean, uh, it's weird. I'll just tell you that. Would you? I mean. <laughs> Never we mind. need to go down this road or no? Not? I'm Can good. we just I'm move good. on? Sorry. By the way, it still smells like popcorn out in Cubicleville, Johnny. Thanks to you. Yeah. Uh, so, so I really stunk that up. Yeah. Huh? Sorry, guys. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Popcorn's kind of a no-go at the office. Huh? I didn't it's know that. It's one of those things. But Dave says he likes to let the microwave popcorn go about 15 seconds after it stopped popping. He likes that burn. That light burn is delicious. Eesh. No. No. I, I can't go there either, Big Dave. Like, I, I know what you mean, and I don't think it's a deal breaker for me. I'm not going to throw the microwave popcorn away, but JP said it perfectly, Prater, earlier. Once you have to stand by the microwave, and once you don't hear any kernels popping anymore or very few and far between kernel poppage, you got to get the bag out get because out. you're burning it. Get it out. Um, what I do in my house, and I have a perfect system, one minute and 45 seconds it works every time. Or just don't eat popcorn. Why are you, oh, get, why are you so against popcorn? popcorn. It's, one of the, terrible food. it's one of the great snacks. It is. Why? In the history what, what's, of, what's the, give me something that's good about it. Oh, it's crunchy. It's, it, it, uh, it, uh, uh, I only it, eat it when I'm watching a movie. I'll say that. I don't okay, eat it we eat a it a lot at our house. Yeah. We'll just eat yeah, microwave popcorn bowl, put a bowl. I mean, I like the taste. It's salty. Um, I like putting butter on it. Like, dude, I, I, dude, especially at the movies. So when you go to the movies, you don't order popcorn. No. Oh, 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 I can't even do this show. I go to the only movie theater in town that's got an open bar and a bottle of tequila. Yeah. So I'm drinking a tequila shot. You can have your popcorn. Give me a tequila shot. Let's help Prater out with his uh, with his corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> uh, we have some. Uh, some people texting in about that. Postal Grandpa says the best recipe prater drive to Mackey's in Ontario, buy a few orders, take it home, and put it in your pans and take all the credit. Not going to happen. They are amazing shepherd pie and Guinness chicken. Yeah, not going to happen. I told you I wanted to make it myself. I've had corned beef and cabbage once a year my entire life, and I've never, and I've bought it every single year. I ain't buying anybody's corned beef and cabbage crap this year. I'm making my own. But I don't know how. I respect that. I have no idea how he to make help. it. All right. Yeah. Here's Vandalal who weighs in and says, uh, the corning of beef is really just curing it or brining it. Usually a brisket. Pickling spices. He's got a list of spices. Pretty you can get off the text line. Uh, and brine, which is wa- water, salt, brown sugar. Takes about five to seven days of brining the cure. Do you have five to seven days to cook it? No, but I've had three or four people send me a text and said, Prater, if you're going to do it right, you're already way behind the eight ball. <laughs> And as the caller said, much easier to buy the bag of corned beef. I assume Prater has the same problem as me. He's fat because he's a good cook. Bingo. Touche. And I'm not going to buy a bag. I, I, I want to cook this thing for real. I don't want to buy a bag in a kit. I, buying meat in a bag just doesn't work for me. Prater, slow cook it, and when it's done, put your portions on a plate and drench everything in red wine vinegar. Trust me. Oh, and make sure you put potatoes in one hour before the cabbage because cabbages last. doesn't take that long to cook. That's from Chris. That sounds good. I mean, that's a couple people that have talked about that red wine vinegar. So, Spencer, the only way to cook corned beef and cabbage on a Traeger, low and slow, put in a tinfoil container 
a little or a lot of Irish dark beer, Ooh. Irish butter, bought at Albertsons. I don't have a Traeger, so that's not going to happen, but that sounds fantastic. So you've got like a lot of yeah. a lot of recipes here that you can maybe mix and match. I, I am. Try I'm your gonna, own. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take all these notes and put together Prater's own special corned beef and cabbage. And ball game, you're going to like it. I love it. I'm not, I'm not a Traeger guy either. Yeah. Should we be? I just have your I'm, standard I, grill. We paid a few hundred bucks for it. Gas grill. Nothing crazy. Gets the job done. But I've never done the Traeger thing. I like the gas grill. Um, and Johnny's question on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident are our fans in this Boise State team winning the tournament? Ben, 7.77. Jared, 8.5. If they can limit turnovers and play tough defense the whole game. First 10 minutes today was horrible. LJ says a solid 2 for the Mark Few Light squad. Oh. It's a little bit of a slam. Uh, 4. Too many March disappointments by Team Rice in the past. He just and, can't overcome that, can he? Yeah, and somebody said 8. So there you go. They're all over the place. Prater, do you smell it in this studio? The popcorn? No. Because I've I've probably ripped 25 today, JP. <laughs> and he's never said one thing. I love my partner, man. This is I cannot get away with this in my bedroom with my girlfriend. That's for sure. Wow. That's how we're going to end the day? At least tomorrow's Friday I can make up for it. <laughs> you better bring it thunder. <laughs> bring the thunder, and I'm not talking about that thunder. See ya! Sports Radio 95.3 FM and 1350 AM. The Ticket.